What's good, everybody? Welcome to the Miss Reps Podcast. My name is Kanal. I'm joined by Adam. How you doing, big fella? It's the man with the plan, Adam plan. Burns. Plan? What is this plan you speak of? We just make I, it up as we go along. I'm the mastermind, if you will, because uh, we got to definitely talk about those matchups because uh, I'm coming back. You come, you, you, I wouldn't say when you're coming back. Ah, it's better than what it's been the past uh, you know, <laughs> few weeks. So <laughs> I'll give you that. I'll give you that. How's life? Life is great. I can't complain. Um, feeling healthy, just, feeling wealthy, feeling healthy, feeling wealthy, doing stuff for my other, you know, my other uh, channels and all that good stuff. Um, it's been really good. Can't complain. Uh, trying to go out. Oh, actually, speaking of. It got colder over here in Texas. Um, it was 41 degrees, like in the morning, it was like 41, and then it went up to like 60 something. So, like for work today, I definitely had like the window open and it was just like a nice, cool air. And like basically throughout the day, I was like, you know how you just feel like a slight chill, but you're not cold, but you're just like, hmm, kind of cool in here, you know? So, that's where I've been at today. And I might even just be like, cause we have like a, so we got the window and then we have like a screen so I can definitely keep it open um, without worrying about bugs. So like tonight I'm thinking of like opening it up in the bedroom. So like that's our air for the night instead of actually turning the air on. Yeah. I was going to say native Texan Adam in- intrigued by the idea of opening a window. <laughs> <laughs> not a native, I'm not a native Texan, but I've lived here long enough to know like when it gets cold. Well, I, so I know everyone up in the North, like when you're hearing like, Oh my gosh, they're in the sixties. That's actually pretty, pretty good. But for Texas, uh, everyone's like, Oh my God, it's cold. Got to get out the hoodies and da, 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 da. So yeah, dude, it's crazy. And up in, we both uh, lived in Austin at one point and, um, you know, I remember there were days where it would drop from like 90, de- 90 degrees the day before to like 60 or like 50. And you'd just be like, that's a 30 or 40 degree drop. What the hell just happened? Bipolar. That's what gets you. Yeah. Texas is bipolar in its weather. And uh, when it like when it wants to be hot, it will be very hot. When it wants to be cold, it'll be very cold. Well, for the state of Texas, that is. I think like the lowest we've ever gotten, I think was during what well, people call snowvid when we got snowed out. I think it got like. I think it went below zero degrees. If I don't think it did, that's too far. But that's, it definitely got like in the tens. It's like it got into the tens. For yeah, sure. I want to say you're in the teens because that's like usually from the the pictures that you're sending. It was like sunny days, like after like all the uh, snow stopped falling and all but that the, stuff. It, the night it before, was cold. I still remember. It's like picture just like someone constantly like throwing like a huge buck and they're just pouring like snow and that's how that's how much snow there was and it was cool to watch until like you know maybe like that first day and then it's like that snow ain't melting. That's because yeah. Texas infrastructure, we suck when it comes to snow. So that snow ain't well, for good reason. They only had, you only got that one snow plow. That man was trying to make his routes, but you know, you can only cover mm-hmm. so much ground. And- but yeah, at the end of the day, it got, it's getting cooler here in Texas finally. And um, basically you can get your sweaters and your, basically your sweats on and stuff like that now, instead of the nineties and one hundreds we've been seeing recently in the summer. Yeah. That's How about yourself, good. man. Uh, it's been great. You know, I I, uh, I went golfing earlier today, spent some time with my dad, my uncle, and I got to give a special shout out to my dad's buddy, Uncle Dave, Dave Spurbeck. He uh, he got a hole in one today, which is just pretty, oh. un- which is pretty unreal. Like, it, I, I want to say I've never seen a hole in one before, and I, I can probably still say I've never seen a hole in one before. It was like this weird thing where like there was like a slight hill that like hid the where the hole was. Mm-hmm. So like he hit a shot and then like, there was a guy on the uh, next whole tee box. You know, they were looking back at us. They're like, 
it went in, it went in. And we were just laughing nervously, like, ha, 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 good one, fella. But he got it. We, we drove him to the green. And I was like, son of a bitch, he actually got a hole in one. <laughs> wow. I mean, I know, like, I know y'all were je- either jealous or, of course, celebrating. But then, like, oh, I would love a hole in one, my, like, you know, myself. <laughs> oh, yeah. We were, we were, I was happy for him. But I was like, damn, one day. Because they've been, play- my dad, so my dad and his friends, I usually, I, whenever I play with them, I'm filling in for one of the guys. And mm-hmm. usually they play in the afternoon after work. So it works out for me. Mm, okay. Um, okay. But yeah, so they um, they've been playing the, the four of them have been playing together for thirty years or something like that. Like they've been they've been going at it for a long time. And this is, I think, the second hole in one that the four of them got. My dad and my uncle they haven't gotten one, but um, their two friends have now gotten one. And uh, they were just saying it's great that another person got a hole in one so that the first person shuts up. <laughs> anytime anytime they, these guys like i said these guys have been playing together for 30 years and they love roasting each other out there you know mm. if uh one of my dad's friends barry he hits a bad shot and you know they, they, they'll they'll give him an earful he's like yeah that's bad but i got a hole in one and you know now he can't say that anymore because now uncle dave's got one <laughs> so it's a uh, it's it's it was fun to see that was that was unreal mm, oh man that that's pretty good i mean hey as long as you had fun the weather's still good over there right yeah, I shot I shot like an 80, which is actually like really good for me. Like I don't I think that's one of the lowest I've like I don't usually shoot shoot that low. But mm. um he he got a hole in one, so it just overshadowed my really good day. Oh man. <laughs> I mean, hey, it's I mean you technically still had a good day. I mean someone someone got that hole in one and all that good stuff, so hey. Yeah, the only problem is. was that the only problem was was that the, the bar at the golf course was closed or else he would have had to treat everyone to drinks. Oh man, y'all didn't time it right. Yeah, I guess not. Um, but we did have good weather and stuff like that. I just like being outside at the end of the day. And I just sit there and just listen. <laughs> just like these guys. Just listen to these guys roast each other. Uh, hey, as long as y'all have fun, man. I mean, um, I, have, I, need, I definitely need to be uh, getting out more. There's definitely times I'm just stuck in the apartment. And for good reason, like, though. For good reason, true. But then, like, at the end of the day, I go, go, go outside. Yeah. You have to go outside, get you know, touch some, touch the grass, feel the sun. Although it was definitely cool today, so I, at the very least had the window open and all that mm-hmm. type of stuff. So, dude, that's um, like my favorite time of year is when you can open up the window. Like around here, normally, like you know, we don't usually get that hot. So during spring, summer, fall, even if it's raining, it's getting a little bit warmer. Mm-hmm. And so, like you, you can have your window open even if it's raining, just because you know water ain't getting in, kind of thing. So, so, quick question on since you're up in the northwest, do you all have like a um an air conditioning unit in your house oh yeah so most most new homes have air conditioning units i think that's like a myth um, okay. a lot of the places that are around are you know 20 30 40 years old and you know when you're going that far back you know the, a lot of the places don't have it but pretty much anything built this century mm. has an ac unit i feel like I've, I've definitely been told well i can't say this is spoken for everyone in oregon and stuff like that mm-hmm. but um or in the Northwest in general, is that I've been told that like, oh, you know, you know, people up here usually don't have a, you know, they don't have air conditioning units and stuff like that. I'm like, why would you do that to yourself? Yeah, like, uh, it's like, I don't know. It's just like, you know, you can like, I don't know. Global warming is probably a thing. And so, um, you know, we, our summers, we will have days where it's like in the hundreds, you know, 90s and stuff like that. And it's just, you know, there was like, I think a couple of years back during COVID, um, there was like a three or four day stretch where it was like 116, 117. And it was like our all time high was almost higher than like the all time high of Las Vegas, I think. 
which is in yeah. the middle of a desert. <laughs> so, it was it was around that time because they were like, oh, you know, the house is at like eighty something. People were like, dying. Yeah, I know, but... like people actually died. I think there was like declared a state of emergency when it gets like that. And so yeah, I I would hope so because no one's used to that. That's like you know, snow comes down for and it stays for most of the week in Texas. That's all. That's a state of emergency. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the opposite's got to be true as well. Right. Alrighty. <laughs> yeah. Let's. Uh, yeah. But I mean, you know, we're. Uh, I think that was. I think that was like such a anomaly that um, most people probably just brushed it off. You know, it's it's like you know, it's not gonna happen again. And, you know, for, now, for now, for now, for now, because I do believe in I do believe in global warming because that's actually a thing and it's it's happening. It's just like your weather is starting to become more extreme. Slow over time, it's you're gonna start seeing that more extreme weather more and more. So what can you yeah, do? Yeah, I mean, right? Tex- Texas froze over. That's a that's if that's a, an example of hell freezing over. That's there you go. Yeah, that's te- Texas. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get right into the Seahawks. Let's talk Seahawks. <laughs> Go 19, Hawks. <laughs> 19 to 9. We both got this right. We were thinking we thought the Seahawks would win. Let's go mm-hmm. let's uh, let's go into some thoughts. I got some thoughts. I think you so, start off, man. All right. So, first off, you know, um first thing I noticed, a lot of O-line penalties. I think mm-hmm. that was like one of those things where we were we were hyped on the offensive line. And, you know, with our tackles, especially, they took a little bit of a step back, a lot of penalties, Cardinals blitz a lot. But I think that was, um, I think that was probably the most trying match for our O-line up to this point. What do you think? Well, how, how many, because I know, because we also gave up a lot of sacks, right? But how many sacks did Gino have? I think he, I think he took five or six. I think he took five. Oh, okay. Okay, five. I did see some of it. Um, I had to miss it because I was out, but I, I caught the highlights and stuff like that. I did see like when those sacks were happening. Sometimes it's just when Gino kept the ball, so I, you can't really put it all on the O line. But I do. I did see like the penalties and stuff like that. But I just feel like when you have like uh, when you put a lot of youth into a team, like mm-hmm. we basically just injected youth in like severe positions of need. So we injected youth in tackle or the O line. We injected youth um, in the in our DBs, we injected youth. I think we can't forget about running back. And yeah, I was about to say we cannot forget K nine K uh, Kenneth Walker the third. Oh man, yeah, he's what, he's what, really good. What do you think went right for us this week? Oh, uh, we're running well. We're running the ball effectively. It's not about just running the ball because you will get stopped if you run a certain way. But our offense, I think we're getting more comfortable with the offense that we're running because I. Uh, watching those new offensive schemes that Seahawks have never run before. So we're basically a power run team. We're not a zone running team, uh, as you can tell, because we'll just have like three run or two running backs in the backfield and have a diamond formation and stuff like that. And then it's just, oh, either a direct snap and stuff like that. So the power running scheme works uh, when it works. Gino is an effective, I'm just going to have to say like a game manager in a sense, because he's not throwing up like, you know, high numbers every week or anything like that. But he's doing he's being very effective with the ball. And it shows in the stats and stuff and all that, especially I think like his QBR is like top in the league, if not his passer rating or his and, and passing accuracy as well. So he's been up there. He's been doing good. Um, but we did make some mistakes in this game, like uh, Dixon's dumb fumble. Thing. Yeah, that was what what the fuck? That's that's what I thought when I saw that. <laughs> like, I watched it. and I was just like. I know Canal's gonna talk about this on the podcast because, like, like, I'm looking at that, like, I'm like Dixon, like, you're like you, a all pro punter. Like, I think he was trying to do something. 
it, we have an angle, a different angle than what he saw, but mm-hmm. I think he was trying to do something, trying to either like, oh, hold the ball and then go somewhere else and kick it like he's done before. But um, yeah, it's, it's, from, it's odd. From my perspective at the time, it looked like Cardinals were just shooting right down the middle of our line. Like mm-hmm. it, it just looked like they came in completely unblocked. And I think that's what he was saying. And that's what made him like, all right, I got to duck this or something like right, that. If to... I just kick this, it's going to get blocked in. Like they are, they'll have the ball and a touchdown. But of course it, it was a yeah, fumble anyway. So it's safe. there's like the, you're doing, uh, you're doing a decision between two bats. You know, one is a safety, one is six points in the form of a touchdown. And you mm-hmm. know, it, I guess you would still take the, the, the safety in this situation, but yeah. it was, it was, you just like looked at it, and so I think I think Nick Ballore came out afterwards, and I think he claimed responsibility because I think it was his job to to shore up the center of the offensive line. And, and like mistakes happen though, and um, as long as the players talk together, talk about it, you know, during practice, afterward, and stuff like that, mistakes will be made at any point in time. And we we uh, we touched on this last week too, and I don't want this to be a fortifying point. I think like what you said is like i think i think what you said is valid where you know freak things happen but we talked about last week how special teams was kind of an issue this yeah. week this week i think they've i think so that was the one i think in that i think that was dixon's lone bad moment i think i think he was punting pretty well i think he was throwing out bombs after that and i i don't i don't know i have to like look back at the um the stats but i think he was like throwing out like 60 yard punts after that it was like ridiculous oh and, yeah. you know that's that's the dixon we all love the guy that could just—he doesn't even take the take like a full wind up when he puns. It just looks like he just does like a doink, and it just goes sixty yards. He's—he is a person that loves the craft of punting the ball to the point where like it's—it's it's really, I think like Pat McAfee even said it himself. Like punters have to have like their bag of tricks. They have to have like their go to. Pat McAfee kick. is great. <laughs> oh, of course, because he you know he's a you know a kicker himself. So he was definitely saying like you know you have you have to have like your bag of tricks. You can't just kick the same type of ball. Do you want to have a ball that like maybe uh um goes really high in the air so it gives time for everyone to run down the field? Do you want one that pins it you know deep into like the enemy field like from the corner and stuff like that? Do you want to do this and that? You've got to really be a master of your craft, and I see that in um, in Dixon. But we just can't have those mistakes like that, though. Like that one was like a, that can that changes a whole game. But like, thankfully, we kept scoring. Because so. Cards didn't have any didn't have any actual touchdowns, you know, besides that play. Right. And I think I think that's I think that's what it came down to. You know, we were talking about last week how we were worried about our special teams, but you know, we're our situation, our, it, the, this game's decision or you know conclusion came down to special teams because, you know, both teams kicked a lot, right? Mm-hmm. And the Cardinals got to a point where they just didn't trust their kicker. They went for it, you know, we can we can talk about how good our defense has been, but I think that I think that was part of their that was in the back of their mind. They were still fielding Matt Amendola, who I think got cut and I think he got replaced by or they I think the card side signed uh Rodrigo Blankenship, the Lego mm-hmm. King to his um to their to their practice squad, so he might be coming in through the rotation. So yeah, I mean, kickers have been um, kind of flying around the league a little bit towards the beginning of this season for some teams. Yeah, I feel like a lot of the, these teams are still trying to figure out their situation because I think it wasn't it was it Chargers and Chargers like had issues. Chiefs had issues, but Harrison Butker is back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he was just injured. Yeah, Chargers had issues, and then who? Who else had issues? It Robbie was... Gould is, I think, injured for the Niners. 
Yeah, I, I did see that. Aren't they? Don't they have another kicker? I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not a Niner enthusiast. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, and I also see you wrote down something about like you know Quandre seeming to have regressed a little bit. So you want to talk about that some more? I I wrote that down. I'm that I you know I look back at it and I might have been an overreaction. Mm-hmm. Uh, we so Adam and I we keep notes during the games because we like to give you our thoughts about our you know we like to review our thoughts with you on this podcast. And you know I wrote down Quandre seems to have regressed. It, mm-hmm. I think I think what I'm pointing to, and is his um it seems like his tackling is off. And you know Quandre has always been that bullet in the backfield. Where you know if if a ball is he's he's like basically like uh, like our modern version of Earl Thomas in in terms mm-hmm. of eliminating the big play, um, at least that's what he's been doing for us a lot. Where you know he'd be that single high safety, and if any if like a big play play comes along the board, he'll uh, he'll you know he'll eliminate he'll erase that. You know he'll he's our damage, he's our um, damage. What he, what what's the term I'm looking for? reducer uh, he re- mm-hmm. you know he reduces the impact of those big plays and it, it keeps the uh offense you know from getting those home run hits on us mm-hmm. uh, so this this season you know i was looking at some of those plays early on in the game and it felt like he was missing tackles and that that kind of that kind of hurts because we, if we go back to like what we, we what our issues have been on defense it just seems the fundamentals haven't been there and you don't like seeing that from someone like quandre you know, like that's the vet. That is the vet on our defense, right? You know. True. I mean, I did see like I think the play that might have been like, wow, has he regressed? But you have to also understand that Quandre is more of like, like you said, he's a heat seeker. He's the one that will throw his whole body in a tackle. You, you every time you see him like running across the field trying to tackle someone, he just throws his shoulder and his whole body into it. I'm not sure if like the plays he just got caught out of. You know, sometimes you can get caught out of like you know out of a play, especially for a tackle and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, if it continues for like, let's say like the next two or three games, that's a different story, but, um, definitely, I'll definitely say he might've regressed a bit, but being the tackler that he is, uh, being the high flying safety that he is as well, I think, you know, regression is going to happen to an extent, but at the same time, I think we still got a solid, um, solid outlook for our safety here. But I mean, Hey, hopefully I think we it's, maybe get it, some people in the draft too. Cause Ryan yeah. Neal was doing, Ryan Neal was doing, um, Ryan Neal was doing some great things. Yeah. I think he had a sack, right? I believe he did. Um, Because I know he he was definitely doing some stuff. I mean, who did who didn't have a sack on the defense? Because you know, I I was looking at that. It looked like everybody like there were multiple players that had one sack, and we had six total sacks. So that's a good complete. That's a good complete day. Because I know Uchan Nuoso had Mm -hmm. one. I know Puno Ford had one. I think Ryan Neal had one. You know, that's three people of the six and now and now i'm trying to grasp at straw so when you're trying to when you're near, near that situation where you can't remember everyone who had a sack it's a good day right oh yeah man it's um that was pretty good i think it could have went a lot better i think you know the score was 19-9 i'll take a win i'll take a win any you know any day of the week and stuff like that but i think we did really good you know kenneth walker didn't have 100 yards he was close 21 carries for 97 yards in a tu- in a tutty mm. you got geno smith running here and there but honestly, DJ Dallas did not even run that much. He had two carries for one yard. So it was really like the Kenneth Walker and Geno Smith experience uh, for the rushing game. I, th- um, I think what you said earlier what, regarding Geno Smith being a game manager for us, I think that hits home because this was a situation where he knew, you know, the Cardinals were going to throw a lot of th- throw a lot of bodies at him. 
Mm-hmm. He used his legs to, I think, the best of, I think, I think he's, he used his legs for the best, the betterment of our team. Mm-hmm. Because in that, in those situations where he was using his legs, you know, he was getting big chunks of yards, kind of like what you would see from Kyler Murray on the other side of the ball, where, mm-hmm. you know, he does his reads, you know, oh, he's got bodies flying at him. Let me just go get this first down really quick. And that, I think that was big time for the team in this kind of a game. You, you, the thing about it is you got to, you got to you got to be able to adapt to the to the situation, right? You know, not every time does every time you play, it's not always going to go to plan, you know. Yeah. Um oh, that's funny. I just looked at the rushing stats and Michael Dixon has a one carry for minus 10 yards. <laughs> I wonder what that was. <laughs> right. Um but uh the funny thing is I just realized like Geno Smith 20 uh there was 20 catches 20 catches on 31 attempts for 197 yards zero touchdowns zero interceptions so he definitely had to manage the ball game mm-hmm. and we got basically i think we only had yeah i think we had one touchdown and the rest was just field goals if not safeties I th- that's pretty I think, much it yeah i think it was a tud and what four field goals yeah so yeah, you know, yeah, Jason, yeah. Jason Myers earned his paycheck. The touchdown didn't come until the fourth quarter, so we—I would say—we definitely needed that just to get the game away from being a very close one because it was a very close game before then. It was nine. It was, it was a little nerve wracking. Yeah, it was one of those situations where you kind of you were kind of waiting for Kyler Murray to break off this huge run, which he was doing bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. But they were in this situation where they didn't trust Matt Amendola to finish the job, and so you know drives that should have been ending in field goals were because they they got deep into Seahawks territory maybe even red zone multiple times uh in that game but they only I mean they seemed to go for fourth down every time they converted once but you know four times they didn't and those four times ended up with zero points on the board for them right yeah they they yeah they went for it they were being very aggressive um again their head the Cardinals head coach uh Cliff Kingsbury is probably on the hot seat um I feel like that we have we have our inside man who's not really on the inside. He's just someone that watches the Cardinals as a fan. Seems like there's a whole situation going on with their front office, all the way down to their coaching to 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 the QB because they had to pay Kyler Murray. So of course, guess who's the if blame comes down the line, it's going to be at Kyler Murray and then the coach and the coach. Like right now, the Cardinals, I believe, just looking at like their their roster and stuff. You can maybe say they needed like one more reload, but like honestly, I feel like they're in their window for a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And the longer they're trying to go and reach for this Super Bowl, it's going to get to a point where, because, you know, Hollywood Brown was um, doing really good, got injured, but um, I don't know, man. Like Cardinals, I don't know where they're going to go. Like, I, I feel like something's going to shake up and change after this season because mm-hmm. now they have, uh, they have DeAndre Hopkins coming back. Uh, for the their next game after that suspension, uh, I think it was over. Just taking sub like the substance abuse and all that type of stuff. Um, yeah, but I don't know. Cardinals, it's it's always this thing where like they seem like they're hot. I, I feel like they've had their years where they should have went to the playoffs and then, but they did go to the playoffs and lost. But uh, embarrassingly, but <laughs> I feel like that window. I'm not gonna say it's closing, but uh, we can talk about because there's a couple of other teams I think are also rebuilding, but. Um, I think Cardinals, they just, they need to just, they got, they got to figure something out with Hopkins coming back. Let's see how they can take the, the rest of the season because I believe they, they Cardinals also picked up a receiver. Didn't they? Well, Robbie, besides the kicker. As, uh, Robbie Anderson. Yeah. They got, they got, they got for him like for a, a sixth trade. and a seventh, you know, yeah. future sixth, future seventh, obviously. 
I think one of them was uh, one was I think the six was his upcoming draft, and then the future was a seventh. So yeah, that's I think that's what it was. And so, you yeah. know, the Cardinals are a team; they have good pieces on the defense. I, I think they just they're. I mean, you can't deny that. Like they 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 just underperforming, and you know. Yeah. You tell I me think, what's up with the NFC West because like everyone's at the same record or something we, like that. I think hey, still. we are tied for first. If the if things were ended ended today, they'd be having to go to tiebreakers to tell us we're not going to the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely talk about stuff like we'll talk about like where the playoff stuff is going to later. But oh man, like yeah. First, let's uh, let's 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 circle back to the rookies because we get we give the rookies a lot of love oh, on yeah, the show. Yeah. So we already talked about the O line. I started off with that. Kenneth Walker. What did, what did you see from him when you were watching this game? He had a really good run. Um, cause that was like that run where he just kind of came over just like, mm, it was a nice, simple run. Oh, that's mm-hmm. a touchdown. And it, you can just see that, like, he's going to be a Seahawk. He's going to be here for a while. We're going to take care of him. My hope is that going forward for this team, we build around, if we really want this power run offense to work, we got to have some like offensive linemen. I know we need to change the center, but Kenneth Walker, really good player. I hope he has a really good season. And, you know, uh, Penny, you know, ripped to his career at the Seahawks, at least, not anywhere else. But, yeah, it's Kenneth Walker season right now. Dude, he was he was doing things I haven't seen from a running back in a long time. Like, mm-hmm. I think he was – he's not, like – he's not the fastest guy. You know, don't get me wrong. He's not like your – you know, he's not your bullet. But he, he – you know, he's got – what I was seeing was tremendous vision. Like that's that was the the thing that kind of hit home with me. It looked like he was one of the most patient guys, in ter- which is like a, a a trait in a running back that coaches like like go above and beyond to try to like hone for in their running backs. You know the the ability to see gaps open up and then hit those gaps as soon as they do, and not try to force things. Mm-hmm. And like the elusiveness, there was a I think I remember seeing a run where it looked like he was like tackled by four different cards and then he just like popped out all of a sudden and then busted off like a 15 yard run for like a first down like those kind of plays where like running backs can move the chains like that you know like the same way that Gino is moving the chains using his arm like having a running back that can move the chains like that consistently we mm-hmm. haven't seen that in a while and I he's got like this his like lateral movement is like a, a like a like a mini version of a jump cut like he just takes those like lateral steps and you're just like, which way is he going to go? Which way is he going to go? He's just got that bounce to him. Like, I'm not I'm trying good. to hype the I'm guy. I'm so up. happy we got like a nice running back. We just got to protect him. Like, and, we, uh, yeah, we just got to protect him. Man. The thing about Seahawks and running backs um, is that we always get that one guy, right? Like we feel like, oh, he's going to be like, you know, maybe even if you don't feel like he's special, even if, now if he is special, cool. Because I feel like you can say that with um, Cars- uh, Chris Carson and Penny. I felt like we had something special with those two mm-hmm. and I forget the running back we had before those two. Cause he also came in. He was, he also came in, he was really hot and then he got injured and then we just haven't heard from him ever again. It wasn't Christian I, Michael, but it was, I think uh, it was Thomas Rawls, but that might've yes, been a long Rawls. I, yes. Rawls Royce, Rawls. baby. Yes. He, they were calling oh him baby gosh. beast. Those three running backs, Thomas Rawls, Chris Carson, and then like Rashad Penny, all three of them came in, had a like they either were behind a running back or they started. They mm-hmm. all of a sudden came in running the ball. We actually have something. People can't like, you know, necessarily fully stop them and stuff. Like we something goes good. Penny goes out with the ACL t- like an ACL injury. Um when he after he started for the 40, I think it was a 49ers game, was it? 
It was the um, Rams game. I was at Ram. that game. Yeah, you just they, saw him. Like I remember that game. He just you, he was he was about to bust off a big run, and then you just see him fall down like in the open field, and we're just like, God damn, man. It, it, so we had you know Penny going down the ACL tear. Carson had some bumps and bruises here, but then eventually he had hip he had problems, to, neck problems, ankle was, problems. Yeah, there was ankle, some hamstring, and then eventually it was the neck one that kept him out, and then of course he retired. Yeah, uh, I think Thomas game. Rawls was a little bit before the, those two's time, but he, he yeah. I think he had the similar type of issue. I think he had an ankle type of problem. Or it, was something. A, it was a huge ankle injury, and then boom, like we either let him go or something like that during that season, like or after the season, and the running back rows kept starting after Marshawn Lynch because it started with Thomas Rawls mm-hmm. and Christine Michael. And then, you know, it just went from there. So either way, I just hope we Kenneth Walker have a really great season. We can build upon that because I think he was really like one of the best running backs. If not the, I think he was like top three best running back from this past draft. Oh yeah, for sure. And you know, it's it, the situation is worth keeping an eye on for the Seahawks because you know, the, the modern trend for, um, offenses is to do a running back by committee you know you look at every team that's out there even nick chubb has kareem hunt right that's a that's a committee in its own kind of way we you, just gotta, uh, you have to see with us dj yeah, dallas and travis homer you got travis homer i think he's injured still but we he's got dj injured. dallas he might come back i think soon but dj dallas is like i think still a good receiving option that we have that we just he, he only got one carry this yeah, past game but you I mean the I, kind of game we were having so I would hope that the Seahawks uh, probably tried if they don't already have like another running back on the roster to try to go and find someone to put on their practice squad. We just did because we, we? we brought the the one kid that we talked about it last week. One kid from Notre Dame that was on the practice squad for the Saints. Yeah, I think um, I just like we were talking about. I just hope we don't run him into the ground. You know, we want to keep him. We want to keep him healthy. Like this wasn't supposed to happen, right? We weren't supposed to be forcing him into this situation. He was supposed to be like steadily learning the ropes, and you know, more credit to him. He just kind of picks it up and just took it going. But hopefully, the the guy we picked up on our practice squad from the Saints, he um, he can fit into the rotation a little bit. You know, like we were you were saying earlier, DJ Dallas only had a couple carries, and so if that if that becomes an issue where we don't have like this relief pitcher for um, Kenneth Walker, then that'll be something we need to address. Looking mm-hmm. on the uh, looking at other rookies, I mean, we'll talk to we'll talk about the big ones first or uh, after this. But I think Boye Mafe had a sack in this game as well. Oh, the, that's really uh, good. I'm glad he's I'm glad he's getting some success too as well. He was our yeah he was our second round pick. He uh, let me confirm that really quick. Um, he yeah he was our second round pick. It's been kind of like one of those things where people are like, all right, when is he gonna become a more involved member of the team and i think i think it like he's starting to find his niche for himself and you know that's always good to see and we were talking about it last week too where we were running we were uh we're running uh three four defense with four three personnel right and boy mm-hmm. mafe is like that he we i think we drafted him as an edge and so if he um if he continues to like grow into this role it's always good having new people come in and learn a system versus trying to convert old people older people or not old people but people have been that is definitely where we also brought youth into our d-line as well since you know we definitely need it yeah and um you know we saw puna ford get his sack so that's good but he wasn't a rookie but yeah it looks like people people are starting to people are starting to get more comfortable but i just wanted to give a quick shout out to six sacks though 
But six sacks in the game for the Seahawks. Do you remember when we were like talking about like in general before our podcast of like the years when we couldn't even get like one sack in a game? Like every quarterback we faced was just having the time of their lives in the pocket. They were on mm-hmm. vacation, if you will. Yeah, basically. Oh, it wasn't Boye Mafia this week, but he did have a few tackles and I think he was involved in some pressures. It was a uh, Darrell Taylor. And I, oh. that that's the one that makes sense. Because I think getting, Darrell Taylor is getting his reps for sure. Yeah, because I think that was he was having trouble getting his himself going um, with the uh, with with, uh, you know, just getting more involved in the play. It just kind of mm-hmm. felt like he was a body out there, but he got involved. Uh, Shelby Harris got one. So good on him. That was oh, our wait, Shelby. OK, I didn't see the Shelby. I think I might have saw the. I might have missed over the Shelby Harris. Act, so I'm glad Shelby Harris is getting in the game and stuff. Mm-hmm. Quentin Jefferson got one. Uchenna Nwosu, like I said, Puna Ford, Ryan Neal. And I think that that. Um, that, that that's the six mm-hmm. and so you know it was a it was a team effort and i think that's the encouraging bit um yeah let's talk about some of those uh what about the mother rookies because I, I know like your guy he uh where he's at yeah oh yeah let's uh, yeah that, yeah let's talk about our rookies so Tariq Woolen, he's getting uh, he's getting uh he's getting national attention now dog 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 <laughs> tied for or no is he he's i think he he's sits tied alone. he is tied for first Tied for first with um, four mm-hmm. interceptions. I think leads the league in five takeaways if you include um, fumbles. I think he recovered a fumble or he might, or if you, no, he blocked a kick. I think that, so he's had five takeaways to his own name uh, mm-hmm. this season. What a guy. He's a, uh, what do you think? What do you think about uh, Tariq Woolen? He's the guy. He's a dog. He's from him university, if you will. Um, he's, I'm, I'm just so excited that we found like a, a rookie because we we got him late in the like third round or something like that or lower for Tariq Woolen if I remember fifth round baby one pick after like that do you remember the uh the I think uh they showed a graphic at one point it was doing a side by side with Richard Mm -hmm. Sherman which I like and I hate I don't want that shadow cast over a young guy obviously it's like you know let him be him you know who's saying he maybe that's a that's a, a ceiling on him but like maybe you know he can be even better if, mm-hmm. than Richard was. But I think he was like, if you do like the pick-by-pick pick comparison, I think they're like one pick apart in where they were taken in the draft. Uh, but it was in the fifth round. Um, Man, fifth round. Like, it's something about that when you get those like fourth through sixth round stars and not like the first through third because like, you know, like your Tom Brady's. Like, we got Russell Wilson in the fifth. Now Tariq Woolen, is, he's going to be like, I, I just, I want him to just soar with his career because I'm just glad he's here on the Seahawks during our rebuild season. It's like the perfect time too. Yeah. And the thing is he's getting national attention about it too. Like everybody's like, how did we let this guy slip through the cracks? He's six, four runs fast as DK. He's, he used to play wide receiver and now he plays cornerback. I think there were two quotes, one from, I think they were concurrent. They, they, they were basically same thing, saying the same thing. One from Jordan mm-hmm. Brooks and one from Quandre. And they were saying Tariq doesn't even know what he's doing out there. He's ba- he's running off of pure talent. That's like that's what he is. He's got four picks to his name based off pure talent. He hasn't fully adopted into the scheme yet, mm-hmm. and that, that's that just speaks for itself, right? Where he's just like I, I can't remember who it was, but he dubbed him the Shadow. That's like that that, that that's Tariq. That's what Tariq is to uh, to opposing wide receivers. That's a good. I would. That's a really good nickname because you have um, Sauce. His his name, I guess he's going as Sauce Gardner. Although it's like. It's always weird when like an NFL player introduces themselves with like a different 
first name and stuff like that compared to their actual name. But hey, if people are rolling with it, sure, because Sauce Gardener, I think that's his. That's his. It's Sauce. So he's going to yeah. have the Sauce. And then, of course, the Shadow. That'll be cool. Or just Shadow. You know, it's kind of edgy. I like it. But like the yeah. Shadow for him. I'm, I think I'm it was. It. I can't remember. It was some It was some NFL analyst called him that. And I was like, damn, that's a badass name. But, but uh, I think. Hope it, it sticks. Yeah, for, uh, Sauce Gardner calling himself Sauce is so on brand for him. He was, I think, did you see like at the end of the Jets, uh, the Jets Packers game, he like wore a cheese head as he was on his way and then up and hit it off of his head. Yeah, I think yeah, like I think that. Lazard Lazard knocked it off his head. Like get that off your head. Oh that's, man, that was. But hey, I mean, when you're the Jets, and we'll definitely talk about that game a little bit more in detail because I've definitely seen memes around that one. But let's um take it back to our other um defensive back, Kobe Bryant. Uh, yep the one and only he's gotten kind of overshadowed uh top i think he's top or tied for top in uh forced fumbles he's got four for, forced fumbles to his name in the uh in this season um he's just he's flat out balling too yeah and then for people that don't know he's the corner that played right alongside sauce Gardner. like he was I he guess, actually got yeah. the he what i can't remember what the he got the college award for best corner and or you know best defensive back I can't, uh, but and that's, and that's weird because it's like, why? So like sauce Gardner. If sauce Gardner was so good. Then why didn't he get it? Right. And then, you know, it's like, what does that award mean? Because, you know, Kenneth Walker, he was like the, the Doke Walker. I think that's, that's basically the, top. That's basically like you top were running top back in the, the yeah. in mm-hmm. the nation. Like, mm-hmm. and he, he dropped to the second round. I think they're, I don't know if they're running backs taken in front of him. Running like, backs. Um, and the draft, right. You have to also understand that like the, the NFL in general does not, um, the NFL and does not care about running backs. That's why they're devalued. So even if you have like the only time you'll ever see someone go for a running back in the first, is like that man has to be like a pure athlete and all that stuff. So, you know, the um, Zeke Elliott's or the Zeke Saquon Barkley's, yeah. Saquon Barkley and all that type of stuff. Right. Um, Penny, I think. He was taken in the first round, late first yeah, round, late first round, but I still think he was a good first round back with what we've been seeing before he got injured this year and then at the end of last season right but mm-hmm. that's not too much for people to say well he's a bust and you know it's it's one of those weird ones but yeah running backs don't go in the first round like that anymore unless it's literally like the running back it's from running back university you have this person type of thing that's the only way you're going to see like a because you got to pay that you have to remember you have to pay the higher they go in the first round you got to pay them so you yeah gotta pay that money for a running back so you know, and it's quarterback driven league. You know, what we've seen is that if there is an opportunity to take a quarterback high, teams just seem to go out of their way to go draft that quarterback high. Right. Um, You know, that wraps up this week for the Seahawks. Next week, we got Chargers. What do you think about that matchup? Um, It's going to be tough because got- our, it's, it's going to be tough. I'm, I, I love my Seahawks, but this is one of those ones where it's like we we might lose this one. And I feel like we're going to get into this routine of winning a game and losing a game and then winning a game and then losing a game. Now, if we win with the Chargers, that'll be great. It's just, mm-hmm. it's going to be tough. Chargers are t- like their defense. Sure. You can hit their defense, but it's like between Justin Herbert and Geno Smith, it's like, Justin Herbert has been doing some good things. And, um, I forgot their, uh, that defense is sus. Who's their, no, but who's their running back? They're starting uh, Austin Eckler. Austin yeah, Eckler has been the man. Like as they're basically like they're you know receiving bell cow, bell cow. kind of yeah he's the, he, he's the third down back he's the bell cow he's everything mm-hmm. so I mean we'll see we'll just see what about you 
Uh, do that defense and for the Chargers, little sus. I mean, you know, they seem to be getting like uh, they seem to be having their hole, having holes poke through them. Um, one thing I think we talked about before we even started this podcast was uh, JC Jackson. Um, you you had some thoughts on JC, right? Um, apparently he's robbing the Chargers blind because he's just that bad for them. But like, what? When have we ever seen a player come out of the Patriots onto another team that they get? I don't want to say necessarily say overpaid because if you get paid, you get paid. You you figured out a way to get paid, but it's the the thing where like, oh, we're paying for that one player from the Patriots, or oh, we want that coach from the uh, the Patriots, and then it just doesn't work out because it's not the Patriots system. Yeah, because you got guys like Stephon Gilmore. I think he he kind of didn't have a good go of it after he left the Patriots. Logan Ryan, I don't think he had a good go of it, but he might be getting. He's doing pretty good. Uh, Stephon Gilmore's doing pretty good on the Colts right now, from what I see. He went to the Panthers before that, and I think he oh. was he was that's that's where he kind of went down. He went from defensive player of the year to you know middle of the pack. There. Well, I mean, when you get first thrown out for stuff like that, sure. And I think he was also like it was like a post injury too. So that particular season, he probably yeah, wasn't that could have been that back. Case. 100%. So, like, he looks a lot better it, this season, though. It's really hit or miss because, like, you'll have guys that come out of, like, we're talking about the cards. You know, you guys have, you'll have guys like Chandler Jones that I think they traded for. Um, they, they traded for with the Patriots for, like, a first round pick back mm-hmm. in the day. You know, that one panned out, obviously. Um, it's, it really just, yeah, you, you, you hit the nail on the head. You know, they have their system and then they have their guys. If those guys happen to be good outside of that system, then, you know, that's, that's the crapshoot with them, right? Mm-hmm. But you, um, other than that, it just seems like their defense hasn't been performing to the standard that they expected. I think they they went out of their way to get a lot of these defensive pieces, and it just hasn't translated as well as they hoped. Maybe they're taking some time to gel. Mm-hmm. Um, season's long; we're only six six weeks in, so you know we can see if they they'll uh, they will get their act together. But I got the Seahawks this week. Obviously, I'm a homer. <laughs> um, and real quick, going back to two points, and then I'm not really going too deep. We talked about the running back that the Seahawks picked up from the Saints. His name is Tony Jones Jr. from Notre Dame. And then the other part we talked about was, um, you know, getting running backs in the draft. This past draft for 2022, there was no running backs taken in the um, first round at all. I think the first running back off the board was Kenneth Walker III, and they went to us. Oh. And, you know, that's – I mean – Everybody is entitled to their choice, but it seems like, you know, Eric, because because it depends on your needs at the time, right? So mm-hmm. maybe just teams didn't then, need a running back. And then here's a funny thing. The next running back that went off is literally at the tail end of the second round, and that's James Cook to the Buffalo Bills. Has James Cook been getting a lot of reps with? I, I thought it was still Not, the Singletary show. He was he? You'll see James Cook out out there here and there, but it's is he a home run back? Is he, do you know? I let me see because he's a. Is he, is, he, is he a home run hitter or is he a bell cow? That's like the... I mean, what you go off with that is the whole, like, you know, that's Dalvin Cook's brother, right? Um, oh, is it really? I actually didn't even know yeah, that either. That's his brother. Because um, I think they both came out of Georgia. Um, to, I think, yeah, Dalvin Cook came out of Georgia too. I think they both came out of Georgia. I could be wrong on that one, so let me just keep pushing forward. Yeah, that's that's Dalvin Cook's brother um, on the Bills. Um, so far, he only... You know, games played, he's been played in five. Actually, he had about, so his total stats for the season right now, currently, is 17 attempts, 89 yards, 5.2 average. Um, his longest is a 33-yarder, and he has one touchdown. And he did lose a fumble, and that's about it so far. 
So he has been he has been playing. Um, yeah. He's like I think he's like the change of pace, um, the change of pace back for them. But it's Devin, it's uh, Devin Singletary. He's the starter over there. Okay. But I do have a theory on like what uh, the Bills might be uh, targeting someone, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. So um, with that, I mean, my pick is Seahawks. You got Seahawks or Chargers. I'm I'm going to force a decision on you right now. I mean, obviously, you can change it. We'll we'll get into our week seven picks. And stuff. Uh, okay, this one is like the one I won't change. Hmm, I'm gonna just go Seahawks, but I I feel like we're gonna lose the game. Yeah, uh, you know, it's, how one, many of times those, it's one of those things where it's like I have to I have to stick to my guns and say Seahawks. But there's some, there's certain games in the season where it's like, mm. and I I will say I'll still think on it. I need to I need to think on it, but I'm still leaning Seahawks. I love my Seahawks. Don't worry. It's just uh, I don't know if we're ready to like face someone from AFC West and then just well besides the Broncos, but everyone's been beating the Broncos, but anyone else in the AFC West and then say like oh yeah we can beat them. <laughs> yeah, because if Keaton Allen is still out, then I think we got a chance. I think you know Tariq Woolen will probably be on on Mike Williams uh, probably. Mike Williams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if he's I think he's playing. I don't know if he's injured. My thing is, can we hold that defense because they have a yeah. decent D line. I think I think Bosa is still no. Did yeah, Bosa Joey is, Bosa? Joey Bosa is still there. Is he on IR? I heard he got injured or something like that, though. I thought that was Nick Bosa. I know Nick Bosa is out. I thought Joey Bosa is also out too, if I remember correctly. Um, let me just look up real quick his injury. Yeah, he got placed on IR with a groin injury uh, back in September. Uh, September. This is September twenty eighth, so he's still on IR. And that was during the Jaguars game. Um, so that's about a good four weeks. So I think he... And when was the last time we played a fully healthy team? I feel like we've been we've been getting a good a good hand with it's that. One of those, it's one of those things where like we kind of get lucky, but at the same time, you just never know with any of these games. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, other that's pieces... Who, well, there was a, one other big piece. I think they went out and got... I can't remember his name, though. I, I do not D-liner. remember the Wolverine himself, man. He's, he plays the he plays Edge. He was on the Bears. Oh, God. I'm so stupid. Um, no, don't tell me. Do not tell me. He was on... <laughs> he was on the... He went to Buffalo. He was on the Raiders. And I know everyone's, like, sitting there like, bro, it's him. Canal, what bro, the hell is wrong with you? This is one of those moments, <laughs> bro, like... <it's> like <laughs> All right, just... What was the name again? It's I I it's it, I ain't gonna lie to you. It left me too because like it's it's a name you haven't. Is this really... start with Z? No 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 no. no. It's like <laughs> I just I'm just digging myself a bigger ditch here, aren't I? <laughs> no, it's um, uh, Khalil Mack. There Khalil you go. Mack. I'm so I'm such an idiot. It's okay. It's okay. I, like the name it left me too, but it, Khalil Mack has been doing a good job with them. But they definitely they have that edge player in Khalil Mack. So, like, if we're trying to power run to, like, the outside and stuff like that, that might be a little bit hard. But it just depends on how we utilize our pass and our run. It's one of those things, like, we really got to be efficient against them because I don't know mm-hmm. if our defense can hold out against the Chargers like that. I, I mean, uh, he does uh, Khalil Mack usually line up uh, across from left tackle or right tackle? I think he's usually a uh, line side, right? He's over, he's over, like, the left tackle side usually. I don't know where Joey Bosa would line up. Like, if... I feel like they can line up on either side. They're they're those they're that special to where they can line up on either side. Mm-hmm. And in this case, um, I don't know who's filling in for Joey Bosa right now, but um, I think you'll probably see Khalil Mack over the rookie Charles Cross. I okay. mean, who else? Who else would you put Khalil Mack against as a vet of, of his of his stature? Yeah. I would put him up against a rookie tackle, left tackle. 
Yeah, or, you know, we got Ricky Wright tackle, too. Can't forget about him. But. Oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> but, hey, they're doing such a really good job. Like, as a former lineman like myself, I really do appreciate that. Like, we finally got some new blood on the O-line, and we can actually, like, train up somebody. And, of course, we're going to eventually pay them, unless we're trying to be cheap again, which I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it might be one of those things where they just put him down the middle. <laughs> I think that might be the best shot. Well, the middle and the outsides is like our weak points, apparently. So take your pick. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the entire line, then, ain't it? <laughs> well, you got, you got, you got, you got your two guards. Don't forget your okay, two yeah, guards. Okay, okay. Now, I was I, when I was saying middle, I was thinking of like the the, the gap between guard center. <laughs> I mean, they probably they probably. I mean, if anything, everybody's gonna uh, everyone's gonna target that rookie left tackle. If obviously, if you say, oh yeah, they got rookies on both sides, you can be on either side. But like, most definitely, either target the rookie tackle or just go to Lucas's side. Yeah, which I feel like they can do at any point in time. Like if they find like whoever sucks against Khalil Mack, they're gonna keep Khalil Mack on that side. I promise you. I think the the one thing we got to look out for the most is probably Gerald Everett. Uh, Gerald Everett on the other side. Yes, yes, it's I yes. think I think he he he'll probably have a field day against our linebackers. Oh God, that's true. Because see, the, that's my point. Like our defense is like it is solidifying. It's starting to get there, but at the same time, it's like teams are throwing the ball on us, and that's like the issue I have with our like when we have our defense gets there and we our offense does things that it needs to do, we're good. But that's also why I'm wary for this game. Yeah, I think uh, I didn't want to bring up this stat, but um, might as well. Cody, Cody, uh, Cody Barton. Mm-hmm. He went from being, I think, in week, uh, in week four, I think he was in for eighty percent of the defensive snaps last mm-hmm. week, only in for about thirty-five to forty. Yeah, not saying that was you know correlated with our defense playing extremely well. Because what do you think about that? Sport. What, you know, like, and what do we think about that one? Like, why is that? And why is that? You know, <laughs> what, 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 why is that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, what did what did Pete say? Pete said something like he was like, um, you know, we just took what the game gave us, and I was like, what did the game require? Good defense. <laughs> Yeah, but at the same time, you got to work with what you have. Um, I think that's just like Nuosu is going to be out there for edge. He's not really like the coverage linebacker that we use. So I think we're going to probably go and either look in the free agency, if I think we already did, and mm-hmm. then um, probably draft for that position once once more because linebacking core is um, kind of weak right now. And I, I wonder if it had to do with Ryan Neal being involved more because uh, he was. I think he's more. He played more of like box safety. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of role we would envision for Jamal Adams. Yeah. And I'm maybe that took away Jamal the need Adams. for, for the Jamal white Adams missile. Gone. I keep forgetting Adams is out. Like if we had Adams, I feel like some things would be different, but I'm just working with the pieces. That it we it have. sucks yeah. that we had to basically throw out the whole playbook in our first week of the season. Cause um, you know, I mean, you wouldn't say whole playbook, but you know, you we know, you have to... plays that center around your good star players. Let's yeah, just be honest. You, you, you play to your attributes. Like, you know, Jamal Adams every year has been like, unleash me. Right. Like, cause we know what he's good at. He's good at finding the, <laughs> finding the, the, the gaps in the, in the blocking scheme and just hitting them and getting to the quarterback. But you know, we had to change that. I mean, I'll Ryan Neal sack. It was a, it wasn't a, it was a well-read sack, I'll say. It wasn't like a huge burst of athleticism. Mm-hmm. He stayed patient with it, saw a huge gap open up between the right tackle and the right guard, hit it, and you know Kyler Murray just didn't see him coming. And yeah. you know that can, you know those kind of situations. You know you want players that take advantage of the situation. 
I, mean, I think we'll I think we're gonna see improvements on the defense because you only got the only way you got to go from here is up. You're already like almost 32 i think we were 32 in defense at, at one point but like we're 31 now right so we we're, now. we're probably 30 or 31 at this point but essentially we're in like the bottom dregs of defenses right so it's really just like rebuilding a defense and um i guess maybe like to help wrap up like i don't know how long pete's gonna be with the team because he's not gonna be here for the whole rebuild i already can tell you that right now like i wouldn't be surprised if he retired after this season because you're not i'm sorry pete you're not gonna see a super bowl anytime soon Mm. you're the oldest coach in the league right now and i'm not saying just because you're old you need to retire but at the same time it's like eventually we're gonna have to get that new head coach and i don't know i I think uh, schneider might still stay uh, from the GM perspective, but uh, I don't think he's just going to leave because Pete's gone. But at the same time, I don't, you know, I don't know who would be the new head coach, which maybe later on in the season, we can start kind of like talking like who could be a good head coach candidate for like the Seahawks. But I don't, I don't follow coaches that, that closely, you know, right. So that's I think, I'm at right yeah, now. obviously, you know, Pete's getting up there. I don't think he's going to, I don't think he's going to be gone as soon as we think, because obviously Tom Coughlin, was coaching until he was ba- it was on you know he was like 80 or support something. yeah well, you know he, he was up there and i could see pete going into a more of like a exec type of role you know maybe just sticking to player personnel but i think definitely in probably the next three two to three years we'll start you know hearing those kind of things i don't think it'll even be this off season i think uh, i think it it's going to be one of those you're situations gonna you're going to start hearing it you're going to start well, what else are they going to talk about they can't talk about russ getting russ, where is russ going to get traded they're going to have to spin some sort of story oh the but, story uh, i don't think talk about is geno smith and what's the next for geno smith and drew oh, yeah, for the that's for sure that's their contracts end to end after this season so it's really just are we getting like I would say we need to sign Geno Smith during the season and then evaluate Drew Locke after the season. That's all you yeah. can do. And um, I think it, it'll be for, for, for our coaching situation. I think it'll be one of those things where like, you know, candidates will be brought in and groomed kind of thing mm-hmm. instead of, you know, trying to figure something out, you know, it's going to be a, it's going to be a head coach with and Seahawks are a, so this is from other um just looking around and if you look at the seahawks they're a family-oriented like franchise so everything is like within even if you look at the whole coaching staff like we have uh deshaun she uh she she i believe like he uh used to be our corner way back uh during our super bowl run and now he's you know he's the db coach i believe now um clint hurt got you know uh, upgraded up to DC and stuff like we had, we didn't really bring people outside except for um, our offensive coordinator. That was like our only big move of bringing someone from outside in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we're going to just do have someone within become, but I don't see anyone to me that strikes me as like, Oh yeah, that's head coach. He could definitely be a head coach. I, I don't know. Yeah. So, I, I, yeah, I, it's hard. Tough. We brought in, we brought in some people as well, like Sean Desai and like, they there's a lot of positivity around him because he's kind of he's, he came from the bears but i think he was also with us in an earlier role and it might be like one of those things where we keep it in-house um so i'm saying names know, over here i think i might have gotten a name wrong give me you continue let me i'm just looking up the seahawks coaching staff real quick yeah <laughs> I, I don't know i don't even know what his i think he's just like assistant coach i think that's what his his title is um, yeah. Okay. Here we go. So Clint Hurt, defensive coordinator. Larry Izzo, special teams coordinator. Um, Shane Waldron from the Rams, previously offensive coordinator. Position coaches: Dave Canales, Nate Carroll. So that's uh, Pete Carroll's son. Um, Aaron Curry. He was a D line or a defensive end. He's the linebacker, D- I think. 
yeah, I'm gonna say Edge, maybe. Um, yeah, maybe at that point. Edge. But he is the assistant DLDE. Uh, Sean Desai, you were just talking about associate head coach for the defense. Um, Andy Dickerson for the O line. Um, got Thomas Garcia for strength and conditioning assistant. John Glenn for the linebackers. Um, let me see. Kerry Joseph, the assistant QB. I'm trying to see any other names that pop out. Uh, Damian Lewis, the DLD tackle assistant. He was also in the league as well. Uh, I'm trying to look for this one. Yeah, Deshaun Sheed, uh, assistant DB coach. Got Carl Scott, defense uh, defensive passing game coordinator and defensive backs. Two years experience, actually. Him and Deshaun Sheed. So um, I think that's about it. Yeah, we got Carl Smith, Tracy Smith. I think that's I think that's father and son right there. Uh, and that that's about it. I, it's it's more of a family orient, like a family oriented kind of like not. Like they they like family. to keep it in house. Yeah, basically keep everything in house, bring everything from in house if possible. So we'll see who's the next head coach because I think that's going to start being the thing. It's going to start making the rounds. Just just you wait. It's 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 just a matter of when. So oh yeah, it's a matter. That's all of I got on the Seahawks. My hope, my hope is that it doesn't become a distraction. I think that's all. Like I, I want that transition to be. Uh, it's not going to be a distraction. It's just going to be a thing the media has to spend because the media has to spend something, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> with that, let's go around the league. Around the league. All right, what you got? What you got uh, for me? First thing that I, uh, I got down. Tua cleared to play and allegedly has no permanent damage. I yeah. want to see a picture of this doctor. I just uh, want to make sure it's a real doctor. Show me this doctor's like identity. <laughs> it's not that the doctor is bad or anything. It's that, but that's why we have to always say allegedly has no permanent damage, right? Because the damage won't show until in the long run, in years. It's not going to show instantly. If it's instantly showing you post, like me getting better from that concussion, then that's very serious. Mm-hmm. But if it's you know in this case. I think he has some form of permanent damage. I definitely, I actually went and watched some more, um, read more into concussions and stuff and like how they cause nerve damage and stuff like that. I know for a fact he had dirt nerve damage. We even said that like, if you're, you know, like if you're making all these, if your body movements, they call it something, uh, because it's part of the new concussion ataxia or something like that, where mm-hmm. you're, you start, you know, your body isn't like under your control. That's, that's, that's brain damage. I don't care yeah, what I, anyone says. I, it's you just that's a, that's a thought that's stuck in your head, right? Is like you just picture to a lion on his back, his hands kind of curled up, like yeah. Come on, man. Like think about your family. Think about your outlook. Maybe he is trying to think about his family by continuing to play. So I mean, I can't criticize him. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, every guy that's out there, you know, especially young guns, they want to just keep out there and keep playing while they have their window of you know opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. But at the, I mean, if it if it's cutting into your ability to be, you know, a, a fully functioning human being, you know, think about it. You know, it's not worth, you know, it's yeah. not worth it. Any at the end of the day, you can't put a you can't put a price on your health, right? But always remember, or well, not in this, always remember. In the case of the Dolphins, though, Mike McDaniel's he he's cleared to play, but he's not playing this upcoming week. Um, I think they're still keeping him out. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like a Mike McDaniel's call, if not like the organization just saying like. Let's take this one slow. Is that true? I want to be. I want to be sure because that will change those, my week seven pick. It's it's one of those. You have to, yeah, he's not he's not coming back. He's cleared to play, but he's not going to play in the next game. So okay. that would be who who is that? That's they're playing who they're playing next, real quick. Dolphin, uh, Steelers. Yeah, so they're playing Steelers, but uh, Kenny Pickett's also injured too. So yeah, they went back on the Mitch Trubisky train. 
Yeah, they're on the backup quarterback. So um, it's just a matter of if... Actually, yes, uh, Tua and Teddy Bridger, I think, are both out for this upcoming weekend. But I know Teddy played this past weekend. But I don't mm. know. I think he's also out. But regardless, they're keeping Tua out like an extra week or so mm. um, for more evaluate, evaluations and stuff like that. And it could be some stuff that we don't know. So either way, at least he's cleared to play. At least he's doing really good so far. But we'll see. Yeah. Um yeah, just well, yeah, it's gonna have to be something that unfolds. If he, if he, if he's not cleared to play, or he's cleared to play, but if he doesn't play for the rest of the season, mm-hmm. you know, maybe that's that's the conclusion to this saga that we we seek. Um, yeah, and, it's funny uh, that Teddy Bridgewater is also. It's funny, kind of not like in a haha kind of way, mm-hmm. but that Teddy Teddy Bridgewater is also in concussion protocol. Yeah, it it sucks, right? Um, and Skylar Thompson. Skylar, so Skylar Thompson was playing, I think, from last week, and I think Teddy Bridgewater didn't Teddy Bridgewater come in? Yeah, um, he was like he was listed as Skylar Thompson's backup, I think. Yeah, I, you talking about from last week's game or this upcoming game? From last week's game. Yeah, he came in. I thought he was starting the game, or he might have came in because I know Teddy Bridgewater actually had like he messed up and then he got pulled or something like that. It's it's just one of those things. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just been kind of taking some L's right now, but they're still high up and, you know, from their initial record before to a, you know, going. So we'll see what happens, but um, now they're three and three because they lost two back to back. So we'll see what happens with them going forward, but I'd rather you just keep two out as long as possible. I think things will work for the dolphins when they get back. Cause they were on fire. I'll give them that. Um, yeah. I mean, they, they, they definitely had the wind taken out of their sails when they, when that happened. Yeah, but um, a fun a fun fact though, by the way, real quick. How fun is this fact? It's very fun. So, <laughs> did you know that the Dolphins' field, their football field, both sidelines are very are wildly different in the temperatures they report. Dude, I on saw that. Side. Wasn't it like a thirty degree difference? It was a thirty degree. So it was like how do you 80, do that? <laughs> eighty degrees. It was eighty degrees on the home side. So for the Dolphins, obviously. Uh-huh. And the other side, it was it was either it was seventy, it was like eighty, and then like on the other side, it was like like hundred and something plus. degrees, hundred plus degrees. And I'm just is like, is it like wow. the way the sun was shining or something like that? Or someone said that that is like a a fine work of engineering. If I ever seen one, in that <laughs> yeah. people always trolled Seahawks because they were like, oh, your fans aren't actually that loud. It's just because of the way your stadium's built. But it's like every it's all a part of the, the stadium, your fans, how the sun is hitting it, and all that. I mean. Some some state some people like the Vikings and stuff just said you know we're getting a dome we're not being open to the elements anymore. Well, if we're you're the, if you're the Vikings, you kind of have to if you get a new stadium, right? Because you're playing in Minnesota. Right. I remember if we're if we're talking about that, I think wasn't Atlanta pumping fan noise into from the from the. Oh speakers? my gosh, wasn't we don't we don't we, don't we don't talk about the 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 COVID year, man. Because the COVID year, of course, you they everyone everyone was. I thought pumping. this was before their COVID year. Let me look this up really. Oh, quick. I did hear about that. I think I did hear about that. But then you hear about like the LA Chargers and stuff like or whoever in LA, like the LA Rams, they, their fans aren't even at the games and stuff like that so yeah this was so falcons this i think this happened in 2015 so seven years ago but they were using fake crowd noise to and pumping it through their stadiums just to make it louder which is so sad but there were (laughs) there was rules and regulations for like how high you can have your uh your crowd noise during a um 
during COVID because like they actually had like a decibel limit. Oh yeah, because like, you didn't have stadiums, you didn't have fans in the yeah, no fans in the stadium. stadium and all that type. Of, that was a weird year, by the they, way. It, randomly, or random fact, they uh, Falcon that year Falcons got fined three hundred fifty k, which is basically a slap on the wrist. And they but they also lost a fifth round of draft pick in the twenty sixteen draft. And we ah, do like our fifth one. round picks. Right, right. We value um, those. So like the next thing we wanted to talk about was um, Dan Snyder. Uh, if anyone doesn't know the Dan Snyder situation, I can just oh, completely give it. Give us that. a rundown, big dog. Um, for that one, Dan Snyder is the worst owner possible in all of the league's owners. Thirty-two and all. I'm willing course. to. I'm, I mean, like we might we might be expanding it to multiple leagues. Like, yeah, I heard we, international. We're gonna have an international division and stuff. No, no, like I that. mean, like he might be the worst, one of the worst owners, like across professional oh, sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the short of it is, Dan Snyder, while he will be still there, of course, but what, like during a period of time while they were still called the Redskins, one, I mean, they're called the Redskins. Like that was like, you know, he was adamant about it. <laughs> he was very adamant about keeping that name. That's one. But then, of course, they had a lot of like, um, it was a lot of, you know for you know sexual assaults um the toxic work environment toxic work environment groping the women even technically uh, on technically pimping out their cheerleaders and stuff like that for executives and things of that nature there's a whole document on it like that goes into very detail on that um the recent situation like why it's being brought up is because like they've been trying to sub uh dan snyder and he was on like a yacht or something like that to to get out of it or whatever um as well he, as he was he was invoking maritime law to get out of a subpoena right yes basically that is some rich people shit <laughs> you can't that, touch me i'm on my yacht <laughs> you cannot touch me on my yacht good sir i, I am the captain him. yeah i'm the cat he's like look at me i'm the captain as i stay on this yacht <laughs> he's, he's like in two feet of water he's like in a kiddie pool he's like i'm on my yacht though yeah and you you can't really serve him paper you can't serve anyone papers while they're on like the water and i don't know what happened after he came back eventually but um he's back and basically the latest stuff now is that uh it's getting to a point where like the owners because the owners run the nfl for those that are you know don't know but they were definitely trying to. They were definitely trying to get Dan Snyder out, and then Dan Snyder came out and said, "Well, I have dirt on the owners and the league. If you get, let me get out." And then recently, the Colts owner um, came out and said it would be a positive. Like it's, it'll be such a benefit if we, you know, get him out of the league and stuff. But I think the final thing about Dan Snyder was that he apparently forced the team to trade for Carson Wentz. I mean, that was and Carson Wentz is injured now, by the way. But regardless, yeah, it's Taylor Heineke time for them. Taylor Heineke time, like it should have been, but. Yeah, the Dan Snyder situation—it's very ugly. It's still going forward. I'm—I'm I'm surprised this man is still hasn't, you know. I'm actually—I'm not really surprised because one, it's white privilege. He's a white man. That's—that's <laughs> that's the two big things, and he has money on top of it. So it just makes it even like make it to where he doesn't get sent to, you know. He can he basically delay stuff long enough or buy the best lawyers, if you will. But we'll see what happens uh, going it, forward. If you have Jim Irsay, who is by no means a saint i think he's had his own problems and stuff like that mm-hmm. he's he's at drunk driving and i think he's probably had similar type of allegations against him you got him coming out and saying he's it'd be positive for the league if he's out then you know it's bad oh yeah 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 so we'll see what happens on the dan snyder situation there's not much else besides like what you see like on social media and stuff so it's going forward but he's still there he's still over the commies and uh we'll see what happens with that so 
Um, other stuff that's been happening around the league. Uh, everyone's been recently talking about uh, OBJ. Uh, so OBJ, some... quick rundown, right? Yeah. He he's been he tragic. I mean, I wouldn't say uh, tragically is probably a good way to describe it because uh, was it he re- tore his ACL or ruptured his Achilles? I can't remember. It was a very serious injury to his leg. I think like it it just it tore itself at the Super Bowl. Yeah, at the Super Bowl, which is you know every player's nightmare. You know you're on the big stage, and you you go down with an injury like that, and so he. Uh, he he's just been rehabbing. He's just been chilling. He's been trying to just suss out teams across the league, right? So that was February, because that was February when the, obviously the Super Bowl was February. So like it's he's still like fresh. He's still, he's still rehabbing. He's just kind of mm-hmm. he's probably going to try to come in towards the end of the season as like a super sub for people. But yeah, he, you know what? Are, what are some teams that you think? Um, some teams around the league that you think that he can go to. Yeah, it was funny because I think was it Von Miller? I think Von Miller said like he's still on his Super Bowl like championship tour and da 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 da. Because OBJ is more of that loves being famous, definitely can play football. Injuries have just he's always had that diva type of personality, right? That's just kind of been his. Yeah, I think MO. he's a I think he's a pretty good guy. It you know in terms of like you know meeting him and stuff, and then like he loves like L A was perfect for him. I think in what he wants to do outside of football. Um, he definitely tweeted talking about like, he thought he found his home in LA. He thought everything was good, but they weren't going to pay him what he, like they offered him something and he thought it wasn't enough. So he's still looking around some teams that uh, people have been saying. So this is like per David Carr among others has been like, well, of course the LA Rams, like they have to at least have some talks with him. Still you got bills. Uh, Green Bay needs some receivers right now. Um, Ravens, um, he's been, I think he's even, he even visited, the, uh, uh, OBJ actually visited the Ravens at one point too. Um, not sure where that's going to go because at the end of the day, he's fresh off of an ACL tear. Um, not fresh off the, somewhat fresh off that surgery and then of course still rehabbing. He will not really be available for your team until like November at the earliest, mid to late November at the earliest and then December. So like basically when teams, I guess, Oh man, we're down that player or whatever like that. But and we need I don't to tame know. our expectations. You know, those kind of injuries usually take two years to actually fully come back from. You yeah, know, that year that you, the, the first year after you have your injury and you're playing, you're not really full speed. You can see it. You know, there's plenty of evidence that shows that. Yeah, so I hope, he, you know, yeah, I hope it just doesn't injure himself again once he does get back on the field and stuff like that. It's it's been like a weird hodgepodge of like he's doing really good. He was really good for the Rams and like how they schemed him out. But then next thing you know. ACL tear and it's really like that's really what yeah. like, at this point people know OBJ it's like you know what you're going to get out of like Julio Jones and well and OBJ to an extent but at the end of the day those injuries are going to get those two and you know for them I think the Rams kind of just fell in the perfect situation because Robert Woods got injured I think like the game <laughs> like the game after they signed OBJ and they just slotted OBJ into Robert Woods's role because they they run that similar type of I think he was the he was the slot for them, wasn't he? Yeah, but he yeah. no, he was slot, but he would also go outside. Cooper mm-hmm. Cup was obviously on the outside. If they had Van Jefferson in, because he's a home run. Van Jefferson's a deep threat and stuff the like deep that. Threat, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you mentioned the Bills, and so one interesting name that I've heard that's associated with the Bills is CMC. So yeah. that that's uh, so. First off, are Panthers rebuilding? They are officially rebuilding. Um, they have been they're fielding call they're they're taking calls for all their people. Basically after it was after the what was it, the the latest game was the Rams, right? They faced the Rams recently. Yeah. yeah. After that game, um Robbie Anderson had an issue with apparent like 
I'm going to say, like, I know we can see it on the field, but we don't know what words were crossed and stuff. Cause some people are trying to turn it around. Like Robbie answered just did Robbie didn't want to be there anymore. Mm-hmm. But I also, he even said that like after the game, he's like, I don't know why they sent me to the locker room and stuff like that. I'm just trying to get out there and play and they wouldn't play me anymore. It's one of those things where like, they're trying to get younger, get a lot of trade picks, rebuild. They're in rebuild mode. Like Robbie Anderson has been kind of declining, declining in terms of his output, you know, for he's a actually, of he's still doing what he needs to do as a deep threat, like in a deep threat. And his position is really good. The only thing is you don't really value deep threat receivers like that as much as, say, like a route runner, like a, a very perfect route runner, like in Justin Jefferson, although it's Justin Jefferson. But um, Robbie Different has guy. been doing. <laughs> yeah. But Robbie has been. um uh has been doing a good job in terms of being a good deep threat and, you know, catching, you know, catching and all that stuff. It's just that Panthers are on, like, they're on a whole new thing now. They're like, yeah, we got rid of that head coach. We were waiting for that. We may even go out and get someone like the room, like rumor mail is like, they might get Sean Payton, which that's going to be wild if they do. But at the end of the day, they are rebuilding. They're going to trade CMC. And you were talking about the bills and, Bill's name did come up, but that would be so crazy. Although I feel so like that's OP. the piece. That's the piece <laughs> that they're missing, I think. Because Devin Singletary is good, but they they literally use Singletary for runs. But at the same time, they also throw the ball too. And if you have CMC, all that's, the, that's the best that there, there is. Like as, as long as he stays healthy, that's like the big asterisk we have to put and on. However much uh, that, that and then however much the Panthers are asking for CMC. Oh, they're going to ask for multiple firsts. Yeah, so I mean, if the Bills think like they're in, I, th- I think they, if, if they, the Bills could be thinking like, well, let's pull a Rams move, let's sell the kitchen sink, and just you know, win the, chip. the Bills right now they're in their Super Bowl window and it's gonna close. It's like no. now, like right now, like they if they don't have the trophy right now, I, I'm pretty sure it'll go down because I feel like it, it, you know we we came into the season on the AFC side as like who's gonna be the the team that comes out right? Chargers, in my opinion, have kind of faded those expectations. But Chiefs and Bills, like they, we saw the game on Sunday, right? Like mm-hmm. they, they're they are right there, neck and neck. I saw like some crazy stat where they were like, you know, if you include the divisional game from last year, the last seven quarters, you know, basically excluding the fourth quarter of Sunday's game, mm-hmm. the final the the score at the end of the quarter was tied between the two teams. Yep. Like they have been neck and neck, and I, you know, if if there is anything we've learned historically, like if a team is on the rise, you know, you, you go head first into that. Um, you, you, you go head first into that tailwind, right? You, 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 you do, you do what you got to do to put pieces and make sure you capitalize on that move. Yeah. I, I, I know for, cause again, you know, the bills and the chiefs, they faced off in that playoff game. And I know for a fact, I think like maybe a year or two before then, that's when their Super Bowl window started. Like right the now, chiefs? uh, the bills. Like okay. right now, the Bills, they're like it pretty much not, started when Josh Allen was drafted. He, I think he he hit the ground no, running. No, 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 it wasn't it wasn't too good for him that first year. It was literally his second year that he became the Josh Allen that we know. Because when he first came in, his quarterback mechanics were bad. I do I remember oh, yeah, this. yeah, yeah, yeah. They were yeah. saying like, remember he had as much. He was like more of a ground threat. He had like he was putting up like Lamar Jackson type mm-hmm. numbers on the ground, but you know he whoa, just whoa, didn't. Throw. No, he did not put Lamar Jackson. He, he was, was he was we. We can look it up, but I think I don't know if it was um, for I wouldn't say for the entirety of the season, but he was, you know, probably through the first half of the season, I would say he was putting mm-hmm. up Lamar Jackson numbers. I remember the memes. <laughs> I know they were saying I know I'm, I remember those memes, too, uh, those memes, too, because what was that? What was what 2020 or was it 2019? 
It's, I think, 2019. Ooh, it's been a while. Uh, I was looking at his rushing stats then. Because mm. um, he, came people- in, he came in, what, 20... When did he come in? It's been oh, a minute. It was, like, was it 2019? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is 2018. So let me see his career stats. Bam, there we go. Okay, yeah, he came in 2018. Uh, for passing, wasn't all that great. It did it, it did get better his second year in, but um, his rushing, uh, John, uh, yeah, Josh Allen's rushing was what 12. Well, his rookie season was 12 for uh, no, out of 12 games, he had 89 attempts for 631 yards. Okay, yeah, that's big. That's a lot. <laughs> uh, he had a long 45 run. That's his longest still and eight touchdowns. His next season was 510, but he had nine touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, this current season is at two, but I don't think he's running as much as he used no, to. No, he's doing what every season. quarterback does. Like, uh, you know, it's just, it's like he, the coaches are playing to the talent that's coming out of college. And a mm-hmm. lot of these colleges are running, you know, RPO type offenses and that kind of thing. Funny enough. 2021 he had his most attempts he had 122 attempts for 763 yards at a 6.2 average mind you okay. uh maybe that was the six year that touchdowns I'm yeah six touchdowns like last season six touchdowns and 30 his his longest run was a 34 yarder but he had six touchdowns um and he had like 20 he had nine 20 plus yard runs so he had some big chunks. Yeah. I, so I'll 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 concede that on the on the uh, on the season long scale, he probably doesn't compare to Lamar Jackson. No, but I, mean, I think I think in that I, I got what you meant. Though. I got what you. Yeah. There's like there's like a you. solid stretch of that season where he was like putting up Lamar Jackson type numbers. He and was. No one was talking I will about give it. you that. He was definitely running last season for sure. <laughs> also, uh-huh. all those. I, I'm telling you, he had I, that was also like a, a Super Bowl season too. But you know, I mean, the, if it. if that if that if that game that game could have played been played for like hours and hours right like right. And we would have just ate that up oh man but yeah bills just like bills right now they just if they get cmc i feel like that's it like you now need to go because you have to pay cmc i think they're already paying josh allen i don't think a contract is up for him but like that's my point like right now like this and next year you gotta like the josh allen stefan diggs connection is you have to take advantage of it yeah that kind of connection between two like a, a quarterback and wide receiver, like we're talking like, you know, like Marvin Harrison and Peyton Manning type of relationship, right? Like those yeah. guys are on the same page. Yeah. I mean, you gotta, you, you gotta take advantage of it. We'll see what happens. Cause right now, like they are trying, they're, they're number one in the AFC right above the chiefs. So they're going to trudge down. We'll see what happens. I hope like hope the chiefs and the bills are going to see each other in the playoffs again. That's the only issue is that they're on the same, they're in both in the AFC. So eventually AFC championship game again. <laughs> yeah. If it comes down to that, then, you know, I feel like the NFL product will benefit from that. It's been one of those seasons where it feels like there's just been a lot of bad football going around. Right. I feel like maybe uh, Tom Brady sacrifices marriage just because he looked at the field My and he God, was like, that was a whole Dude. thing. That, was, yeah, that's a whole, it's, that it's, is a whole that, thing. That Ugh. is currently still a whole thing. <laughs> I mean, the short of that one is apparently he was supposed to retire. Apparently they had talks. This is allegedly they had talks about him retiring. Then he was like, "You know what? I'm going back." So I don't. You look how bad know. the you look how bad the NFC is right now. Like, I, do you blame him? I just, feel like he's I, got an easy end to the playoffs. Man, the Hall of Famer as it is. I mean, I don't know. I just don't know. I it, all I gotta say is that for Bucks fans, y'all better be looking for a QB because this man is going through it. He'll. 
I'm not going to say he can't play another, you know, two or three years, but at the same time, like after a while, we're going to get to that point where it's like, Tom, you got to come on, my guy, come on, come on my guy. Like, I don't know. If, I'll say this. I don't know if he's going to make another Super Bowl now at this point with how, especially how he's playing. I don't know, but he, they are going to, they're set to go to the playoffs again, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, uh, I think oh. it's, I think his health is what's been keeping him in too. You know, too. We, we, we talked about, it. he's like the opposite of Tua. Right. He's, he's just he's just yeah. benefited from very great O line play. Unlike so Peyton Manning, Tom Brady has had great offensive line play and Patriots to the point where like he's barely gonna get hit or sack. If he does take a sack, he tries to take it in a way that doesn't hurt him. Yeah. So that health, that's that's keeping him in. But um I know we took a uh we were talking about the bills and stuff, but coming all the way back, Panthers are rebuilding. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, some uh, my other teams I said for CMC real quick was besides the Bills, I said Broncos. They lost uh, Javante Williams. Maybe they need a spark with um, CMC because uh, there was the game with the Seahawks where you know Russ threw like ten plus passes to Javante Williams in that game. So I mean, hey, you get CMC, he'll do stuff for you. Although I feel like there's something with the offensive flow of the Broncos. So besides Broncos, I said Ravens as well. Yeah, those so. are all liable or pretty likely options. You also got to think it's so a Robbie Moore or sorry, Robbie Anderson got traded to the cards um, mm-hmm. earlier this week. And so that's one piece that's moved on as well. And then I think DJ Moore is probably the next one that. Yeah, so like. DJ Moore, CMC. Uh, it's basically just Baker all Mayfield. Your... Baker Mayfield forced this hand. <laughs> Baker uh, Mayfield or Matt Rule, one of those know. two. I don't even think they're going to keep Baker Mayfield after this season either. Um, that, that was one of the most short-sighted moves ever, wasn't they, it? Like, they pay Baker Mayfield like besides. Um, well, I think the... he whatever contract he was on. I thought they didn't they trade for him. Uh, I think they. Yeah, they tra- no, they didn't trade for. I thought they, did they trade for Baker. No, I yeah, thought they picked him up. I thought they picked Baker Mayfield up because no, I thought he they were was still on the books. Oh, they did trade for him. I don't know what they did. I don't think it was a lot. It was probably like a, a late pick or something like that. But I want to look that up because what did they? Um, let me see for Mayfield, right? If you hear if you hear a, a delightful thock in the background, Adam got a new keyboard and he's hey, very happy with himself. Leave me be. No, it's a nice <laughs> little keyboard. Uh. I, I would like them to sponsor us, you know, I would like an extra keyboard, you know, uh, is it Nufi, Nufi, um, got the nice little Air 75, that's a really good keyboard, by the way, um, oh, so here you go, Panthers did trade, um, they gave up a 2024 fifth round pick, wait, the Panthers agreed to trade a conditional 2024 fifth round pick, yeah, and that What's pick the condition? Becomes, if yeah, we, yeah, if we suck pick, or not. <laughs> yeah, the pick becomes a fourth round if he plays around 70% of the offensive snaps this season. So he's not. Think, yeah, I don't know. I think we're at the set. I mean, 70% uh, with the way things are looking, I think. There's still a lot of season, but there's still a lot of season to go. And I think that's all they gave. I keep forgetting. They have Matt, uh, Matt is it Coral, Corral on the yeah, team? Yeah, they drafted him. Yeah. He's he's just chilling in the back. He's just chilling in the back right now. He's just watching. Probably, he's just watching the house burn down, basically. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if um if he if just can, all of a sudden comes back. Like if not comes back. Excuse me. If they just say like I don't know, they let Baker Mayfield sit or something. And like I think if we see Matt this season, I think we're gonna see Matt this season at this point. Um, mm-hmm. you might as well put him in at some point. But 
I forgot. I forgot they drafted him. So hopefully he's just been, um, you know, just absorbing like the game and all that stuff because it's he might soon be going out there for the Panthers. Yeah, if they if it, it'll be interesting to see how they kind of play out their situation if they're going to try to uh, retool or just liquidate their their talent and try to accrue a bunch of draft capital and you know get do a lot something of picks, like this. Hopefully have a lot of cash. Not this off season but maybe next off season but they're definitely gonna be shooting for i don't know what their current upcoming picks are but they're just they're just trying to collect all the picks they can and rebuild the team from scratch that's that's where they're at um yeah other teams that are you think are rebuilding you think so steelers are having an interesting situation right they steelers, got yeah, yeah they got they, they're they're trying they, they don't know if they want mitch trubisky out there or kenny pickett do you think uh, they do you think they're trying to evaluate their situation and see what they need to prioritize Trubisky wasn't the truth for them. He was supposed to be the bridge QB for um, Kenny Pickett, but um, eventually it was Kenny Pickett time. Now Kenny Pickett's injured, so Mitch is back in there. I do believe they are. Basically, the Steelers are where we were a couple years with, or maybe not like the, maybe not the, obviously Steelers' situation is different, but they're in that situation where like, Man, we we've been having a solid team for years because Mike Tomlin, uh, as a head people, coach, he's he's people, been the head coach for them too. People oh. underrate Mike Tomlin. I feel like he's his teams have all constantly performed for like the last you know what is it, 15, 20 years. I mean, Ben won a Super Bowl in like two thousand one or two thousand two, something crazy like that. Yeah, um, they never I really also, have an off year. Yeah, but I also know that for Mike Tomlin, let me see, let me see, yeah. In the 15 years he's been with the Steelers, his total record is 154 wins to 85 losses and two ties. And he's been having, I think he has uh, the most winning seasons for a head coach right now. I'm not too sure, but he's, they've been having a lot of like winning seasons dating all the way back to even 2014. You know who they had. They had Ben Roethlisberger a lot, Um, but they haven't really gone below eight and eight in his tenure there. He, Which is they've impressive. Had a few, yeah, they've had literally only three times where they went eight and eight from 2007 to 2021. Only three times they went eight and eight. Um, they went one, two. So like the nine, six, nine, seven, there's there was three of those. The rest were winning seasons. Like 10, six, 12, four, nine, seven. So this is from 2007 all the mm-hmm. way up to now. Uh, 10, six, 12, four, nine and seven, 12 and four, 12 and four. 8 you get the picture. So he has a lot of winning seasons with them. Uh, there it is. Most wins by an active coach. And oh, there uh, you go. he is third on the list underneath Bill Belichick and Andy Reid right now. Which are very, two very hard names to pass. Right, but Bill Belichick has 27 years coaching. Andy Reid has 23 years coaching, while Mike Tomlin has 15. And uh, let me see here. Oh. Bill Belichick, his record is 290 wins to 143. Andy Reid is 233 to 135 and one. And then, of course, Mike Tomlin at 154. So there is a drop-off in a heavy amount of wins. But, like, if you use the years right there, he can he can catch up, especially if Andy Reid or Bill Belichick retire anytime soon. But we'll see. Um, and then, of course, this is also interesting. Pete Carroll, uh, he's right underneath Mike Tomlin for at number four. Mike Tomlin's, uh, Mike Tomlin's number three. How many years has Pete Carroll been coaching the NFL? 16 years in the NFL. Uh, yeah, and I think that includes his failed stints at, uh, was it? Um, oh, he was on the team. Was it the Dolphins? 
He was, I no, was, was he on the Patriots? I thought he was on the Patriots. It or no, it might have been the Jets. Yeah, he was on another team. Didn't work Before out. He, and, and then he went to go, he went back to coach USC or something like that. Yeah, and then he got back in. But yeah, so he's he's four, uh, Pete Carroll's fourth over Sean Payton at, but Sean Payton's out. Mike McCarthy is still in, so we'll see what happens with that. And then John Harbaugh is on the bottom of that list. So anywho, they're rebuilding. Um, if you have someone like Mike Tomlin, I think you you're good to go. They have solid pieces on the offense. Uh, and Chase Claypool, I forgot who else they have at receiver. Deontay but, Johnson, George no, Pickens. George George Pickens, that's what I was going to say. And, yeah, Deontay Johnson. and Najee Bob. Harris. Yeah, but, yeah, the running back, they definitely picked up Najee Harris. They at least have a running back. They have Kenny Pickett, their QB. I think maybe – no, they do have a they do have a receiver that, like, and George Pickett, he is an excellent receiver. He literally is a dog on the field, pushes every corner. Dude, that, that guy is like – people are looking at George Pickens like we were looking at DK Metcalf as a Basically, basically. And um, so, yeah, George Pickens is the truth for them. I think he delivers the Steelers vibes, the Steelers mentality – um, their defense is still solid. I know, um, was it TJ Watt's here? injured? I think, yeah, TJ Watt is injured, he's out. I think he's gonna come back. Uh, Minka, what's his name? Minka, is it Minka yeah, Fitzpatrick? Minka Fitzpatrick. Mm-hmm. They got him from the solid. Dolphins, yeah. They trade that was a that, that trade, they traded a first round pick, I think, straight up. Like, but that, that it, trade it worked is, out just fine trade, with Minka. That trade has panned out phenomenally, for yeah. Them. So, they're they're this the Steelers, like what they call the Steelers Iron Wall or Iron Curtain, is still Iron like from back the Iron day. Curtain. Mm-hmm. Like, I I think Iron Curtain 2.0 is still good. Like, that their games they haven't really been getting like blown out like that. I mean, I think it was like maybe one turned into a blowout, but like they've been keeping it's just their offense is middling right now. It's, it's just well coached. You just see like the you constantly see talent being put out from that team, yes. Uh, and you know, like they've historically have put out phenomenal receivers and they're never like highly drafted if i recall correctly yeah so uh, i think george pickens was highly drafted but he, was. he um, was you know you think you think back to like all-time great wide receivers i don't think antonio brown was high, highly drafted i don't think uh george Heinz ward yeah and george pickens who's from georgia by the way so he came off of that um the Super national championship team uh he was picked in the second round at 52 so it was actually not he wasn't picked at the start of the second round. He's picked towards like in the middle, sort towards the end. So at pick fifty four out of sixty four, I guess, or fifty four. So ten picks before the last. So yeah, he was towards the second half. So he, um, or no, excuse me, he was pick fifty two. But either way, he got picked up in the second round. I think that was a good ad right there because I've been hearing a lot about George Pickens compared to whoever else, all the other receivers like you know Sky Moore on the. Kansas City Chiefs haven't heard much from Sky Moore and all that, but uh, yeah. So we'll we'll. I think they're I think they're good. They have pieces. They just need to come together. Like they have the pieces, I think, to start. But Kenny Pickett's injured. We'll see how they end the season. But mm-hmm. um, I feel like well, I mean, technically, when Ben Roethlisberger left, you would say rebuild. But I feel like they were also rebuilding with Ben Roethlisberger. He it was, was he was a shell of himself. Like he wasn't he wasn't putting up numbers. He was just kind of guiding the team at that point that extra year they gave him that shouldn't have been a thing they, yeah, i don't know why they, they kept him for an extra year that was i nasty. think he got hurt that year too and that's when uh was it mason rudolph yeah mason mason rudolph, rudolph came in or, no he got injured the year before and then came back and that next year or something it was weird either way yeah. big ben that that era is over so they'd have they have to get kenny pickett that era was like that era was stretched out longer than it should have been basically agreed most agree. Um, so that's it. Steelers, they're rebuilding. Um, I feel like it's they're in rebuild mode. It's one of those things where like they're competitive, but like they're in rebuild. They've been in rebuild. So that's the end of the story on that one. 
Yeah, pushing through to the last t- thing that we wanted to talk about around the league. Um, Thursday night football lineup for Thursday night football has been a has been very underwhelming up to this point. Like I think first week of the first game of the season, Chiefs Chargers bang NFL's back kind of thing. Yeah, uh, but that's when we got after. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's dropped off considerably. Like, what do you think go- is going on there? Did the NFL trying to screw over Amazon with this one? I feel like it. I feel like they did, but like, I, oh, I also heard that. Amazon's also gonna like stream a game on Black Friday, but on Saturday or something like that. It's weird. Um, I heard about stuff like that too. But either way, I feel like the Thursday night schedule has been so bad. I think it all started with because Bengals, even Bengals and Dolphins was it was technically good until but Tua got injured. Browns yeah. and Steelers, it was like a low score. Like Steelers weren't all that great. It was a low scoring game if I remember correctly. Um, Browns definitely won that one though. But the Colts and Broncos was so bad. Commies at Bears. We'll talk about more in depth in a second, but everyone and knows that was bad too. We're not going to forget about the Bears. They're coming up next week. Yeah, that's true. Um, and it's, it's Saints. funny. What's funny is that the Bears, they're, the next Thursday night game is the Saints and Bears. So that's something. Back to back. Or not back to back, excuse me. It is back to back because it was commies at the Bears. <laughs> this is this is weird. And then Broncos still have more primetime games, by the way. But yeah, um, I think it's going to get good. Um, some games I've noted off of the Thursday night football schedules, like Jaguars at the Jets, that's going to be a very cold game. We got 49ers and Seahawks um, at one point. That, and that that's was pretty great. much that was ones. great in 2014. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bills at Patriots. There you go. That's a good uh, one. If they have Mac Jones back, but they've been doing good without him. But regardless, I think the last game of the season is Cowboys and Titans. But uh, I don't know, man. It's. It's okay. Thursday night football hasn't always been the best. It's always Monday or Sunday. Yeah, I, I feel like it's been like that for the past couple of years where there have been like questionable couple. matchups. Last five years, man. It's been that long? <laughs> yeah. It's just we don't really be counting it. Yeah. We like to think. I mean, like, we, we, we just, it's like short term memory with that. Like, most of the time, unless your team is actually playing, do people watch Thursday night football? Basically. People watch it because it's football. But, no, I watch it now because it is a football game that's on, and I'm trying to see if I can get that dub. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's one of those things too, where it's like, um, I think I think it's more. It's not Thursday. So conspiracy, Amazon is getting screwed over by the NFL. We 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 just named off a bunch of good matchups that's lined up for Thursday night football. So it's not the case. I think we've been kind of sucked into the uh, the Broncos drama of who the hell scheduled like seven primetime games for them this i know and i know that was influenced because like ooh, russell wilson broncos broncos just needed a quarterback it's gonna be like so awesome seeing russell wilson on a new team what is a normal number of primetime games for a team to have because if it's seven like seven is what i think that's a um, lot what is that's 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 a good question that's a little under half your season like What's the average amount of uh, primetime games for, <laughs> for Google, NFL please. teams? Google, save me. Google, save me, please. Um, 12 te- Okay, so I don't know how. Let me see how helpful this is. So wait, let's put this in perspective, right? There's three uh-huh. primetime games a week. You know, you yes. got your Sunday night, Monday night, Thursday night. There's, there might be a little bit more. Times that by 17. Sometimes you have double you have double headers too. Don't forget double headers. Yeah, so let's say fifty one. So I think including that, say fifty five. I think there probably I think there's some Saturday games in there as well as well as those double headers you were talking about. So this is from Sports so Yahoo. Of, of the fifty five, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. seven of them include the Broncos. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 Seven. So of them that's include. Ju- just you doing that math, right? 
Yeah, that's, it's, like, that's a lot. Yeah, if, 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 if you know every team, every game is between two teams, and that's sixteen. Um, so that's sixteen pairs. So like the average number you would think is probably around three and a half. You know, three to four yeah. prime games a season. They right? they because Broncos only had like what two or three so far, and they said okay, so every team on average already. Yeah, so every team. So this is from Sports Yahoo. So they said that 12 teams have a maximum of five primetime games. That's what I'm seeing off of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, this season, 12 teams have a maximum of five. The Bills, Bengals, Broncos. So Broncos has five. That's why I think we had three with them, and they have two more. I thought they had seven for some reason. Why did I, where did I get hear that number from? Yeah, so they have five. Bucks have five. Chargers have five. Uh, pretty much AFC West have – AFC West teams have – five i believe is mm-hmm. there raiders on here no i don't see raiders unfortunately uh cowboys eagles so like the teams are the bills Bengals, broncos bucks chargers chiefs cowboys eagles packers patriots rams and 49ers so yeah that's it <laughs> uh, uh, okay maybe it's not as one-sided as i thought but it, maybe it's just because of the early exposure to so many primetime games from the no, the it's, just, it's just the overexposure to bad football games. Let's just be honest. Because yeah. let's get into these week six games now, and we can yeah, start that's with a, one of those bad teams. The Commanders yeah, at let, Bears. That, that's a great transition, Adam. <laughs> thank you. The, Why, thank you. Uh, Commanders and Bears. Yeah, we were talking Thursday Night Football. We, uh, 12 to 7 commies. We both got that one wrong. Who are I t- we? I t- I, what, did I, what did I say last week? It was a coin, It's a coin toss game. Yeah, but who are we to doubt Carson Wentz in a Thursday night football game? Isn't the man like 6-0 oh, yeah. and 7-0? I think he's 6-0. Yeah, he's never lost a Thursday night game. Um, that's our fault, so okay. Yeah, um, well, screw us. We got that wrong. Fields, our takeaways from that game, Justin Fields is still getting hit a lot. Wentz, Wentz fractured his finger on his throwing hand. Which mm-hmm. you know, I think uh, I think they've said he's going to be out at least four to six weeks. So they yeah, they might put him on weeks. short term IR. Mm-hmm. Um, they just, I think the Saints are just trying to do too much. Or sorry, not the Saints. The, the commies are just trying to do too much with Carson Wentz. I think they were forced in that situation like we were talking about with mm-hmm. um, Dan Snyder. But now it's the Taylor Heineke show. Like, who knows? Maybe maybe they go back to what was going good for them. Cause, I mean, um, the head coach, Ron Rivera, also, if, if, if we didn't say it last week, but if anyone didn't miss that real quick, um, you know, Ron Rivera, the head coach of the commies right now, technically through – Carson went under the bus before that game, not right before, but just like before that game. And then he had to go and apologize. The base of the short of it is that he said that like, man, there's like a thing too, where he like stormed out of a meeting. Cause he was asked about it too. Yeah. And he, he was pissed about that. But like the, like the summing up his like message, he was basically just talking about how like it, he could word it better, but he was basically being real at the mm-hmm. same time. The point was, you know, in the, you know, in the NFC East, you know, we're seeing all these teams having success, but why do you think the commanders aren't having that success? That's he said, because they're built around the they're built around the quarterback and with them built around the quarterback. Which I think uh, they, they weren't trying I don't think he was just trying to take a dig. I think what he was trying he to still say said is it that the wrong stability. way. He definitely pointed a finger at like our court like we're not we don't you know, we didn't build around him and essentially. Yeah, I think it's it's just because yeah, the, the way I interpreted it, I thought it was more of along the lines of like, you know, these teams, they've had Danny Dimes for four seasons. You know, Jalen Hurts has been at the Eagles for three seasons. They've had so they, they've had the time to build around him. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. they were kind of forced into the situation. But it every year the wrong it's, way. A quarter, it's a quarterback carousel because now they're back to Taylor Heineke. I feel like they shouldn't have went to acquire um, Carson Wentz. I feel like even 
I do yeah, that get was a, a, I get a sense that Taylor Heineke maybe might have thought that he could have been like the starter for them, but then they put Carson Wentz. But again, the Carson Wentz thing happened because apparently Dan Snyder forced the team to get him or trade for him. Yeah. 49ers at Falcons, 28 to 14 Falcons. Both of us got this wrong. We were we were more than happy being wrong about this one. Yeah, right. Uh, basically, yeah, Jimmy, I like your little note. Jimmy G reminds us why he's the league's most expensive backup. Um, there's he, he, that. He can't, he can't get it done. <laughs> right. And I think but some people definitely were underestimating uh, Marcus Mariota. He definitely had a fun game. He ran he ran like a touchdown. Efficient. That was yeah, the key he, word. He was efficient and stuff, but he was I think he was letting loose more than he was to previous games before. Then I feel like that win gave him a little something. They've been kind of on the up and up a little bit um because i think bucks, like bucks look out question mark i don't know um, that'll be yeah maybe bucks look out but uh at the end of the day they still have uh they have ritter um behind marcus Mariota. So. i was hyped on ritter like if if we if seahawks were to draft a quarterback i wanted it to be desmond ritter yeah i don't know what's gonna happen now because um we'll definitely get it we'll definitely have like a draft episode for sure um i'm dumb de- i definitely want to just talk about just my seahawks <laughs> if not the <laughs> nfc west but um, yeah, it, it sucks I, for I Mariota it too. It sucks for Mariota in that situation because you know you're not going to be the long term guy if you have if they went out and drafted Desmond Ritter, Ritter, Ritter right? So he's Basically. I think he's just living his best life. I think he only threw like twelve passes and he completed like ten of them. I think he had two tuds and a rushing touch, touchdown. Mm-hmm. So you know that he that's why I, I think he was efficient. Yeah, um, Patriots at Browns, thirty eight to fifteen. Patriots. We both got this one right. We, we Mac Jones there. who. Bailey Zappi right. in like what's going on there? It's coaching. What do you mean? Bill yeah. Belichick is really good at out coaching teams and even coaching new quarterbacks stepping into his system. At the end of the day, it's his system. Look at look at the look at the carousel that's come through. You've had I think um, Jacoby Brissett, Jimmy Garoppolo, now Mac Jones. You know Bailey Zappi. Like it's it's just it, the evidence is right there, right? Mm-hmm. I think. Jimmy Garoppolo could have worked out for the Patriots, but at the time, I think Tom was still there. So basically, it was just like, you got to get rid of Tom. Uh, the joke it, it was, was also Tom like, saying, like, get rid of this backup right here. Yeah, he let him go playing, somewhere else. He played during the deflate gate suspension. I think Tom was suspended for four mm-hmm. games. And, and that gave him. And the, they went like 4 and 0 or something like that. 3 and Basically. One that was good on his resume for when he eventually went to, like, got traded out to the 49ers and stuff. So Yeah, because I think they got like a second round pick out of it. And I think, I think that drove. Uh, uh, I think that drove a wedge. That that was the there was drama back then, if you remember. Like I remember that Bill yeah. Belichick, or sorry, Robert Kraft was like Tom Brady is untouchable, I, and Bill my, Belichick was like I hated that whole drama thing because like at the end, that no one cares. Like I yeah. didn't care. Everyone was hating on the Patriots at the time, so we were just like take that drama, and that was when it's like Tom Brady leaving the Patriots, and he did eventually. Eventually, for the yeah. Bucks. So yeah, next up, this is oh, this is a good one. Yeah, we had Jets at Packers. Both got wrong on that one. Jets won twenty-seven to ten. What do you think about it? Um, I definitely, we definitely said it in the last episode where we were just like, I feel like the Jets could get it, but we just were like, you know what? I'm just gonna rely on Aaron Rodgers. But like with a game like this, and you know, Aaron Rodgers was not in London this time around. Got beat by both the Giants and the Jets. And the best meme I ever saw with that was the um. It was the hot ones meme where it's like, look at us, but it's like this, it's the same actor on each <laughs> yeah. side. And he's both, it's both the giants and the Jets. Look at us. Look at Who us. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Not me. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> that, was that was the a, best meme ever, man. That was the Paul Rudd one. I remember that. Yeah. Paul Rudd. There we go. So yeah, Paul Rudd, America, like a gem, right? And 
it was perfect because they put them on both sides of the table, whoever made that. And it was just like New York Giants talking to the Jets. And I was just like, this is beautiful because they both beat Packers. And I don't know. The only thing I have to say about Packers, they, they got to do something about uh, Aaron Rodgers with his team. It he's playing out. Me- he, he looks like he's out there playing like a disgruntled employee, but like. He also doesn't have receiving options to throw to like he's had over the years. He has. Well, you can't say he doesn't have any receivers, but it's like, I mean, you got to work with what you got. If you are, I'm sorry, if you're a Hall of Famer, I know a lot of people are not really talking about Aaron Rodgers. I bet you if it was a black quarterback, it would have been a whole different thing. But Aaron Rodgers, you are this, you know, MVP, you know, back to back MVP, all this other stuff. You got to make it work. And he has made it work. He put the ball in the hands of some of these receivers and they dropped it. But it's like, you got to make something shake with these yeah. receivers. <laughs> um, Jets are playing stout defense right now. Don't overlook that. I think Robert Sala is finally getting his guys to play like they, they want to. Yep. Um, um, I'm happy. I'm happy about courtesy, that. Courtesy of draft picks that we sent them for Jamal Adams, but that's neither here nor there. We got uh, our picks now from the Broncos, and the Broncos are still doing terrible, so it's okay. Yeah. And, you know, maybe that's the universe being <laughs> restoring itself, the balance right. being restored. Mm-hmm. Jaguars um, at Colts. 34 to 27 Colts. Canal was right on this one. I'm yeah, speaking yeah, about yeah, myself yeah, in the yeah. third person, but that was that was a close one. I mean, Jaguars had a big lead early and they just kind of squandered it. They did, but it's it's one of those it's one of those like coin toss moments and it happened. Matt Ryan touchdown to win the game. Who would have thought? Not me. <laughs> Not me. That's who. <laughs> Look but, at us. <laughs> um, basically, like the Colts are because I watched their highlights too. The Colts are looking; they're basically kind of getting their offense underneath them now, and I'm seeing like Matt Ryan connecting and stuff like that. My thing is Matt Ryan just needs to play up to his his best ability for them to take him to the playoffs and stuff. Because honestly, I feel like uh, this might be his last chance. I don't think it's a one year thing with the Colts and Matt Ryan, but like they don't have like a bona fide backup, like a like a like a plan behind him. The Colts have just kind of Colts made a never had a plan. They, situation. Yeah, correct. They but, never had a plan. It's just been like a revolving door. They keep getting people. They keep getting vets in that quarterback position because they're like, we have everything around it. We just need a quarterback, and we don't want a rookie right now because we have a team. So I just feel like with any quarterback going to a new team, so that includes Matt Matt Ryan, Russell Wilson. It's going to take some time to get in that offense and stuff. Yes, you have the summer and all that stuff. But like when you're actually out there and then, of course, it's on the coaching to like call the plays unless do they fully trust Russ? Do they fully trust Matt Ryan calling all the plays? I don't know. But regardless of the fact, Colts are, you know, they're on the up and up right now. The Colts also have a big piece that they need to get involved again, which is Jonathan Taylor. They haven't had that same level of success Isn't they had last injured? year. injured? Because he's him, injured right now. Him and and Hines, because Hines he got a he got a concussion bad. Like he had the same issues that Tua did on his. He got up. Hey, and really? was, yeah, he got up from a hit. And he was like, oh, his his teammates had to hold him. So that's he's in the heavy concussion protocol. Like that that's literally the weekend of the new concussion protocol. Yeah, and he so, got injured. But I think the the guy that they had come in his place, I can't remember he did his name. So well, he did. He he outperformed fantasy wise. It was really good for fantasy and for them. So like, it's one of those things where like you can kind of place any running back behind that offensive line, and they can kind of go off because they know how to like that offensive line knows how to create running lanes. In short, yeah. So. We had Vikings at Dolphins, twenty four sixteen Vikings, both right on this one. Didn't really feel much about this one. Skylar Thompson got injured, and so Teddy came back in, and so I think Teddy's going to be the quarterback next week as well. Not this um, upcoming week. Now I think they're they're keeping him out um, an extra he, week. He, did he? But he played. He had like thirty passes in the last game. Who? Uh, Teddy did. Oh no no Teddy Teddy yeah Teddy's coming. Oh, you talking, talking about Tua? I was talking about Tua. Oh, Tua. Oh, Tua. Sorry. Yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah Tua. Yeah, Tua is definitely out. So I think it's a Teddy Bridgewater show. 
yeah. for, for, for the time being. Until they um, can get stuff right in their quarterback room. Bengals at Saints, uh, 30 to 26. Bengals, I was right on this one again, but it came down to uh, a last-minute Jamar Chase, like 60-yard touch. Jamar Chase. Like, yeah, Jamar but you can't do anything bad. They were going, they were trading blows, but Saints were leading for most of it. Yeah, they really were. I thought they were going to get in, then boom. You know, that one big touch. It was that one thing they needed, and they had the playmaker for it. So, you know. Yeah. Ravens at Giants, 24 to 20 Giants. Adam, you were right on this one. <sighs> I did course. not like I did not like the way that I lost this one. It's Lamar the Ravens. Jackson. It's the Ravens. They choked. The two, two, two turnovers <laughs> on your final possessions. Like, who does that? Like, they come choked. on. They choked Lamar and Jackson, you know it. I, th- well, I think it kind of came straight down to Lamar Jackson. On yeah. I don't I think it was, I mean, you can't really blame anyone else because he fumbled it and he threw a pick. Come on, man. You got it. The Giants are on like a streak right now. I was on the Giants train. I knew it. I said Giants. I already knew. I just felt it. Unfortunately, I would love the Ravens to win it, but Giants, I felt it. So it was, yeah. it was a close game, but then Giants came through and I'm happy. So, yeah. I mean, if they're, they're Brian, or that the, uh, Brian, the Brian Dobbles got those guys playing pretty well. Oh yeah. Um, the Jets and the Giants are definitely the feel good story of the of the NFL this so far this Seahawks season. Seahawks too, because we're technically Seahawks all the same record except for Giants. Giants are way ahead, but like the Jets are three and three too, I believe. Yeah, and I think all three of those games are away, which is funny that they won. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> they got win that um, home game. Yeah, Bucks at Steelers, twenty to eighteen. Steelers both got that, that was wrong. Weird. Did, that was a weird game watching. I, I, I just remember Tom Brady yelling at his, at the O line. I imagine he said, "I lo- I left my wife and kids to play with this shit." <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it's it's funny because like it's like you think Tom Brady's gonna be a Tom Brady, but then next thing you know, they're off like their offense just stutters for some odd reason. I don't know if it's Tom. Don't know if it's like the Bucks organization. So we're gonna see as we go with the season because like if they they've keep had to on, deal with a lot of injuries. To be fair, that's very true. They did. Um, but yeah, the, the Steelers just coming through, um, Kenny Pig was doing really good till he got hurt and yeah, just Steelers coming through and finishing it out. 2018. Yeah, Tr- that was a close game. just saw it out for them. Yeah. 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 Pan- we had Panthers at Rams, 24 to 10 Rams. Both got that one, right? If the, the Rams lost to the Panthers, I would have been, I would have been saying a lot of things right now. Yeah. <laughs> the only takeaway I had from that was that like Stafford threw a pick six. That's the only score that Panthers had was a defensive play. Obviously mm-hmm. we kind of expected it. And in mm-hmm. that game, it was kind of overshadowed by whatever was going on with the Robbie Anderson situation. But Christian uh, McCaffrey still balled out. Um, but Rams were never in any real danger. I think we can agree on but that. Let's get this big game out the way. Bills, Bills and Chiefs. Chiefs. <laughs> we said I won. At the same time. I won. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm okay with the way I lost this one because it was a great football game. It was. Uh, 24 to 20 Buffalo. Adam, you got that right, like you said. Um, Tony Romo definitely called out the, the score, I, too. I don't. Yeah, that's... I. I think that's my takeaway. It was just great football. Like they were trading blow for blow. I mean, it was like, it wasn't like your offensive shootout. Like it was last division in the playoffs last year. It was more, Mm -hmm. they were playing chess this time. It felt like, and we were just, we were just uh, enjoying a treat. But Tony Romo, like you said, definitely did call the score. It was like the start of the game. He was like, I got a feeling this is going to be a 24 to 20 type of game. He didn't say who would win though, right? He just said it's going to be a 24 to 20. Okay. Okay. That Which, to be fair, that sense. he's basically saying it was like a three touchdown field goal versus you know two t- two touchdown two field goal type of game, mm-hmm. which is like you know that's that's a good guess. <laughs> Definitely, call- he called some other stuff too in like in his sports casting, and he's been really on point. Too bad yeah, Tony never- Romo's got this whole like 
It's weird that it never translated into football that much, though. Hey, you could be really smart. You just maybe you can't uh, like you can know how to build a house, but not know how to build a house. You know what I mean? I mean, hey, he was the Cowboys QB all that time, and like they got close. They never went to the Super Bowl, so who knows? (laughs) Yeah, I don't even think they won it. I don't think they even made it to a conference championship. But that's that's, they uh, made it with Tony Romo. I think they. I thought they made it once. Okay, but was that the Des the, the Des Bryant like? Uh, I don't feel the, like looking the, up there. I don't feel like looking up the Cowboys record. I don't need. I don't need that in my search history. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need them. Oh, but yeah, I, I thought that was the Des Bryant like uh, fumble year or like that, remember where it was like is that a catch or you know what yeah, constitutes yeah, yeah. a catch? You're right. But, but um, that goes into the next game of the Cowboys and Eagles though, which twenty six to seventeen right. Eagles both got that right. Was closer good. than I expected. I don't think it was going to be like a game where it was like, because again, it, it is a division game, but I didn't expect it to be like the game where like, oh, 52 to like, you know, seven or something like that. The Eagles aren't at that point, but Jalen uh, Hurt, he's been doing so good, my man. I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for him. And I even, yeah. I think I even saw a tweet that like showed his, um his whole team, which is like, it's an all woman team. Uh, like for communicate, like he has like two people for communications. His oh, manager, like the people around him. Yeah, like his whole like his whole team for him is uh, it's all woman team and stuff like that, which is pretty cool. Um, he's been. I, I don't hear much stuff off the field with him. I'm hearing obviously because they're winning so much because you're not going to you're just going to only hear like good things if not anything. But mm-hmm. I think they're this is again like hey Eagles. Eagles fans, like, this is literally, like, I'm going to officially say after y'all made that trade for A.J. Brown, you have entered your Super Bowl window now because I don't – I think he gets his contract after not this season but next season, if not this season, um, uh, for Jalen. But either way, you have your Super Bowl window now. This is who you have. You better make sure you get into the playoffs and go to the – and go to the Super Bowl at this point because I feel like this is your season to do it. Because after this season, everyone's already going to be out coaching and like, okay, watch AJ Brown, watch mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts, all that stuff. So I think yeah. if there's anything we've learned in the NFL is that prolonged success is very difficult to maintain. You appreciate the teams that do it, but if you if you that window opens, you got to go headfirst into it. Like we were talking about the Bills and stuff like that. Correct. Correct. Um, one th- the only takeaway I had from this game was that you know Cooper Rush kind of ended the. Uh, the uh, debate on whether you start him over Dak Prescott because he threw three picks. I, I mean, that... but like out of out of his series of games, this was his bad game. He won what four games, two, three games prior. That's three, true. Four games prior though, like come on, you got to at least give them that. There's a lot of short term. There's a lot of short term memory in the I will, If you're gonna use this Cooper Rush, if you're gonna use this game on Cooper Rush, I'm gonna use the Bucks game on Dak Prescott then because he was already bad before he got injured. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, and so, I, oh man, why'd you have to open this debate back up? There's, just, there's, no, there's no debate. They're going to put Dak back in, and we'll see how Dak works with that offense because it's, it's offense looks different with Cooper Rush to the point where it's like... Like Cooper Rush, there are games where he only throws it like 10 times, and then they won. I think that's I think that's what it came down to, right? But it's, it's also, Maybe that... But it's also because a lot of teams are prepping for Dak Prescott, but they don't have much to look on for Cooper Rush. He did start some games here and there, but um, there's not much film on him, so they don't know all his ticks and stuff like that. But uh, as the season goes along, teams are going to start tuning in, and Eagles got it first. Yeah, and you know, I think the Eagles on the other side of the ball handled the Michael Parsons situation pretty well. That was, addre- that was addressed, and I, they basically put him on an island and say, you know, 
figure it out type of thing. Um, they well. isolated him and then oh so I, what that I think I recall they they did a lot of like um, uh, what is the they put him in a lot of dilemmas meaning like he had the choice of either covering the the receivers that are doing like crossing routes or in the flats mm-hmm. or homing in on Jalen Hurts and Jalen Hurts just made the right decision you know anytime you know That's good. that was a Micah good Parsons. that was a good move on yeah, Michael Parsons. If, yeah, uh, what's I can't remember the exact term for it. Maybe conflicts, or I can't remember where you know you put it in that position where you have to make a choice. Um, I think like you said, put him on an island and make him make decisions. I don't know like the term, I guess. But yeah, like, there was like this- some term that the broadcasters use, but it'll come back to me after mm-hmm. this, after we've done recording this. And then I'll let you have this miss- final one because this is your favorite game, right? Yeah, Broncos at Chargers. Let's ride. <laughs> we both. Oh, yeah, dang. There's the ride. <laughs> we both got it right. We didn't feel good about it, but Russ started off cooking. We, he was ten for ten. He had like a buck twelve. Uh, I think he might have had a touchdown as well. I think he had a he had a long play touchdown. Oh, am I, am I, <laughs> Actually, I did, he, did he get a touchdown? Oh no, that was second no. half. Yeah, yeah, first half he did. But talk about that second half though. The second half, he was like he only had like. 12 yards or something stupid 12 like yards like it was like a lot of it like little attempts 12 like 10 attempts 12 yards and like no touchdowns no anything and it was just like where's he at yeah. yeah i mean like i said he started 10 for 10 he ended the game 15 for 28 so um in those three quarters he was 10 for 12 so he's three for 16 in the other the remaining three quarters which that's not a sustainable look you know, he only had a he had only a, a buck eighty eight. Um, on the offensive scheme for him and stuff, because Nathaniel Hackett and crew got to yeah get it together. I don't know if this is like Russell Wilson trying to push his own offense in there, or is it like a Nathaniel? He Hackett is literally the only thing holding that team back because we got to we got to call a spade a spade. Like their defense, uh, you know, Broncos defense is playing pretty dang well. They're, and they're the getting defense pieces is back. solid. Like they they're getting pieces the back too. The offense just got to do stuff. Yeah, it's it is that's literally all it is. Like the the offense is literally losing them games because like Bradley the re, Justin Herbert on the other side of the ball he threw it fifty seven times zero touchdowns. I think that set a record for the most attempts without a touchdown. Oh yeah, like it was. by a quarterback fifty two or fifty oh, oh, 57. It was fifty seven. You're right. It was fifty seven because like Bradley like, Chubb and oh. yeah Bradley Chubb and company had such a high pressure rate on Justin Herbert that you know they were in this situation. Like yeah. technically, like well, Herbert also threw a pick. I don't know, remember what, what point that came. I think that came towards the end of the game. But mm-hmm. you know, they won this in overtime off of a muffed punt. You know, no one felt good about the win. Um, we are happy with it because we get Broncos pick. Um, but the rust woes continue. Yeah. Oh, and then like I think also like Twitter and some other people are definitely caught like calling out JC Jackson. <laughs> Apparently, he's just terrible. But like. I'm not going to say I didn't watch the game fully, so I'm not going to say if he is terrible or not. Maybe it's just because he hasn't for that contract they paid him. I don't know if he's where, where he's at in terms. I'm going to look it up on the side after I'm through with this. But like the short of it is he's not basically like for the money. I think it was like 87 million or something like that over three years or something like that. It's not uh, it's not a good look for him right now. Let's just say that it might also be his woes too going forward. But who knows? Because not all mm-hmm. p- Patriots players that come out of that system stay good because they're outside of the Patriots system. This is kind of like a problem that always happens, but sometimes you got to take a chance and chargers. You can't, Hey, if anything on the chargers, I'm, I'm all about you going out and getting these players and all that good stuff. So, Hey, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, the, uh, of the teams that are trying to go headfirst in their window, you know, they gave up a lot for Khalil Mack, whose name I now remember. Um, they gave up a lot for J.C. Jackson in terms of, you know, actual salary. Because I think they traded for Khalil Mack, right? I think they didn't they trade? Like, they a, a number traded for Khalil Mack. They picked up J.C. Jackson out of free agency. So they had to, you're going to have to pay him. So regardless. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that's it in that regard. So I'm trying to see where the heck is JC Jackson on the list. He's not even that high up on the DB. I'm looking at the DB list. So mm-hmm. um I don't even see him up there in terms of that. I'm trying to go by position on like over the what is he? he's a corner. Yeah, there we go. Um JC Jackson is not he, he's wait one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. He's literally on ten. He's in the top ten at ten in terms of uh highest paid uh I guess APY wise, like uh, over it's each crazy. year, right? But it's not like the total value is different compared to everyone else above him because, like, Tredavious White is at sixty nine million, nice, but his APY is a little bit be- uh, bigger than JC Jackson. So either way, mm. they paid him top ten money, and he's not giving top ten. Yeah, and you know that's always going to draw. That's always going to draw attention to it. They gave Russell Wilson what top five money, so that's why that's yo. Top yeah. three money. He has top, top three. three money right now at number two below Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Above Kyler Murray because Kyler Murray got his new thing. So, yeah, that, the, you know, Cards is an example of a team that, you know, they had their Super Bowl window. They tried to put chips in, you know, they've got DeAndre Hopkins and stuff like that. It's still open win- for a little bit. I, for a little bit. It's short. It's real, It's either like. I, I would say the window is in the process of closing. I wouldn't, I won't say it's closed but I think they probably only have like a year or two left. Are you saying that like by almost closing, are you saying like they have this year to go to the Super Bowl or like they have next year to go to the Super Bowl and then done? I'd say next year. Well, given the given the circumstances that they're in, because they got, I think they have to start paying people. Like we talked about cards, defense being under, under, um, underrated. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, you look at, you know, talent, talent needs to get paid. So um We'll see. Average contract is like three or four years, so that's usually the the time span you assume for. I give them two years, like off, like besides this season, I give them another two years to make the Super Bowl at most. At most, if I'm with you on the like the optimal thing is like you have until next year because Kyler Murray stuff is going to start kicking in in terms of like. Uh, the salary cap, and then you're going to start not be able to pay for who you want to pay and keep. So I don't know if they're losing people. I didn't go into their contract details right now, but I feel like they have until, like like you said, they have until like maybe the end of next year because I do know Cliff Kingsbury is kind of on the hot seat at the moment. I think I factored that into my equation as well as the uh, the, tur- the turnover at the um, coaching and maybe exec level, depending on what their GM situation is. If uh, you know, if things don't play out the way they expect it to play out. And once you factor that in, I think, um, you know, time is the most priceless thing that, you know, if if they only got two, maybe three years and they're spending a year doing some sort of like coaching revamp type of thing, um, you're, you're losing valuable time. I think interesting little thing I found on the salary real quick. So for the Panthers, I think they only have Baker Mayfield for one year and that's this current year. Oh, okay. For 15 mil, or, or the base out is four, but I think it goes up to 15 if things or whatever. I think his, full, his contract value is of 15 million. It doesn't say he has another year on here. So mm. um, I think he, let me see, he signed a four year, yeah, yeah, whatever, blah, blah, blah. 
Um, he will earn the start of training camp. Yeah, I think he's yeah. So that's just big maker. That's just a little side little thing. But um, I think he uh, this is his also his one year too his prove it deal. So I think they're going to let Baker Mayfield go. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I think he proved nothing. Right. And then of course, we're going all the way back to Broncos and chargers. Of course we were both right, but um, Broncos fans keep trying to ride, I guess, I guess the horse, the horse kind of bucked, bucked y'all off a little bit, but um, hopefully it uh, pans out. So, yeah, well, the thing that, that I took out of that is Russ now has a hamstring related issue. And mm-hmm. now we're seeing those kind of knocks, like start to pile up. So that's something to keep an eye on. Okay. But now we got the most exciting part. All right. Let's talk our week seven picks. All right. First up, we have Saints and Cards. Who you got? Uh, I cards. got Saints. Oh. I'm still going Saints. Okay. I, I, uh, cards do get DeAndre Hopkins. So we'll see how it works with him. That's so what, you could probably get this win. But at the same time, I'm like, cards also might mess up too in frustration. Yeah, and so that cards is yeah. Man, we're we're playing we're playing the risky game. <laughs> Broncos Broncos at Ravens, Ravens, or sorry Browns at Ravens. Yeah, oh, it's weird because like I'm just gonna say Ravens this time, but th- no, that's who I had. It's like let me think. I'm going Browns. I want to know. I want to know something with the Ravens. If I get this one wrong, cool. But like. It's also a it's division. A, it's a division game too. Yeah, it's so. a division game, and you know the, the the stupid thing is is that they're playing out is the Ravens are playing at home, and that's the whole thing is that they can't hold a lead at home, kind of thing. Yeah, I'm going with the Browns right now. You're going to stick with the Ravens. Yeah, I'll stick with the Ravens. It doesn't hurt if we can have like a little bit of like a hey, get some different picks and uh, picks in there. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah no, I, it, I, I'm not saying it like though. that. I'm saying it because I'm like unconvinced of myself. Oh, um, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, Bucks at Panthers. I'm going Bucks. Let's Bucks. just come, yes, on. come on. This one we don't have to really explain much. Panthers are just they imploded. So <laughs> Falcons at Bengals. I got Bengals. I'm gonna stick with Bengals too. Um, Falcons. Falcons are definitely the feel good story. Like I, I was a, I was a week early with my feel good pick because I had Falcons beating the Bucks, but then you know Falcons ended up beating the Niners the following mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna turn heads. So if the Falcons win this one, I'm not gonna complain. It'd be cool. But I got Joey B and Jamar Chase. Right. Lions at Lions at Cowboys. I got Cowboys. You're taking Cowboys in this one. Yeah. Fuck. I'm gonna take the. I'll I'll, I'll take the L. Just on principle. On principle, I'll take the Lions. I I, I, hate, I I I hate the Cowboys. On I principle. hate them too. You I hate them. Too. Look. I, I hate them. Why. No, I mean I hate them too. But like, I just have to be realistic here. I think I think the Cowboys' defense has been playing pretty dang well. It's either going to be a wow, Cowboys' defense isn't holding the Lions, or it's going to be like the Cowboys' defense is holding the Lions. It's one of those two. Yeah, Amon Ross St. Brown back is DeAndre Swift back, and they had a they had a off they had a bye week too. So um, yeah, that's true. They're coming off a bye. Cowboys, but are, Cowboys came off of a loss, but we'll see. We'll see. All right. Yeah. So is uh, Amon Ross St. Brown or DeAndre Swift back from their injuries? Amon Ross St. Brown looks like he's back as well. I don't know about Swift. I didn't look into it. Um, but I, I at least they get their receiver back. That two that extra week helps all the time. Mm. And I think they, knowing them, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go Lions this time. So we'll see. Okay. Giants, Giants and at- Jaguars. Uh, I'm gonna Brian Dabble train. Oh, of course. Now you are. I'm, I'm definitely gonna pick Giants though, because Jaguars yeah. are still. I think Jaguars are like they're, they're sus. there. I wouldn't say sus. I will say Jaguars are improving so much with the games that they've won so far, and yeah. 
they're not on the Giants level of like, oh, six, instant success. So that's why I'm still picking Giants regardless. But this Col- one. Colts of Titans. This was a tough one. I, I'm kind Col- of leaning Titans. towards Titans right now. Titans oh, won okay. the last one, but then the Colts' offense started kicking in now recently. So it's like. I think I Jonathan know. Taylor is still out. Um, yeah, him and, and Hines. Him and Hines are still out. They're one, two punches out still. Yeah, but like so. we were saying, they're the rookie that came in, I can't remember his name. It's um, I forgot. I feel like I have him too in fantasy, but um, <laughs> <laughs> we had Packers at Commies. I mean, Packers because they have Taylor Heineke. Uh, now, the, if the Packers lose to the Commanders, they need to like they need to What's put the, up a what, flag. Dude, I'm blanking on the D lineman for. Um, who? The commies who's been injured for a long time. He uh, came from a high Chase, state. Chase something. Chase Young. Chase Young. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen he had him an play ACL all tear. He had an ACL tear last season, I believe. So oh, he's probably is that what it was? Yeah, he had an ACL Man. tear. He was out for I, last season. I think it's the Montez Sweat show right now. Is that yeah. who's been? Yeah, they've been him. they've been pushing him, and I think they still have a good D tackle. I forgot his name, but um, Jets at Broncos. J E T S Jets Jets Jets. All right, you're going Broncos. I I put Broncos. Why? I don't feel good about it. I don't feel good about it. Like I I, said, I put my neck out there for the Broncos already. Are you sure you want to do this? I look. This look. This is at the end of the day. Even if I'm the one that has to, you know, give out to charity, that's cool. But come on, man. it's a charity. We should actually talk about that. We'll we'll um, get that. Well, let's get that in the next episode because I want. I do want to pick. Uh, if I have to, like, if I lose, I want to do this charity. And if you were to lose, you could do whatever charity of your choice. So I need to. Yeah, let's let's decide charity. on that stuff. Um, I, yeah, I think I, I got to remember the the name of my charity. I knew it, I know what kind of line of charity it is. It's just I have to remember the name for it. And yeah, we'll definitely make a, and I'll even make a post for it on all of our social media uh, channels. Follow us on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Mistreps. But uh, we'll announce those two as well. So. Yeah, I don't feel good about Broncos. Don't don't be surprised if I change this. I I'll see how the the week plays out. That's why I put uh, Jets in all caps for you, so you can see that. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Just well, I I just think that the Broncos defense will force uh, the Broncos defense. I think will force Zach Wilson into some bad situations. The Jets are coming off of beating beating the Packers. I'm not saying yeah. now. I can see that the Packers don't have a good as good of a defense though. I get Broncos do, so it might even be a close game, but at the same time, if you're middling in your offense with Russell Wilson, I don't know what to tell you, because Jets' defense is becoming solid, too. Yeah, that's true. We we harped on that. Texans at Raiders. I got Raiders on this one. I don't... I, I will take Raiders, but, like... You don't yeah, like I'll take it. Raiders. I'll take Raiders for now, because Texans are definitely in serious rebuild. Seahawks, Seahawks at Chargers, Chargers, we already talked about. I put... I think we both... I put Seahawks. Um, have you changed your mind since we talked about it earlier? I okay. Just because it's for the home team, I'll do it. I'll say Seahawks, but I feel like we may not win that game. Yeah, that, I wouldn't be surprised. And I, I'm Chiefs fine taking the at Forty ers Chiefs. That's easy. Yeah. It, well, I mean that's tough, but I think the I think the Forty ers show that they have some uh, cracks in the armor. Well, the Forty ers your your QB is. Um, Oh, one James Garoppolo. Yeah, you know, Garoppolo for the future, but at the same time, it's it's really just how you utilize Garoppolo because if you're trying to utilize his arm to win you a game, it's not going to work. But if you utilize the creative offense that Shanahan made for that team, that's a different story. But I don't know where their defense is at right now, especially for the Chiefs, so I'm still going Chiefs. Steelers at Dolphins? I got Dolphins. Yeah, I'm going to take Dolphins. Yeah, I'm gonna take Dolphins too because I they have think Teddy, the talent. It's more of the talent than the QBs because there's 
the QBs are bad on both sides. Bills or Bears at Patriots. Oh, this is a very tough one. It's very tough. I don't I don't know, but uh, Patriots. <laughs> yeah, we're both going Patriots on this one. Oh, man. Yeah. Patriots well, on that one. Yeah, that's. Uh, I don't feel bad about that one. I think they. I, I, think I the do Bears... like that we have more. I think we have a few more games where we have like different differing opinions. It's kind of nice when you have the differing opinions rather than like, oh yeah, we all have the same. Because uh, I think from the last week's results, we just tied up. So you know, we just tied last week. So it's just a. I'm coming back. I'm trying to get a dub this this upcoming weekend. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I forgot to mention this after our week six game. So the current record stands as like the like like Adam said earlier, like the uh, ties basically are basically just like throwaway weeks. And so um, as things stand, I think I'm still up two to two to uh, zero. Uh, overall, you better put that dash one on the end. <laughs> that t- two two zero dash one. I'm Meanwhile, all in Adam two is one. I'll take oh, it. Two and one. But Adam, you're coming back on the overall record a little bit. You're getting you're uh, you're you're making up for your your first week issues. But you're at twenty and twenty five, and I'm at twenty eight and seventeen on our picks. Yep, yep, yep. But yep. I think that that kind of wraps up a lot of what we had to talk about. Any final thoughts from you, Adam, before we sign off? Oh, of course. Uh, one final thought I wanted to talk about since we're already one uh, third through the season already is the current playoff picture. Uh, right, and, and there's not much to go into detail besides like you know who's a, who's like number one in each of their divisions. But like right now on both sides, so like number one in AFC you have Bills, uh, number two is Chiefs, then the Titans, and then the Ravens. So that covers all of your AFC divisions right there because they're all currently number one. Will they hold it? Who knows? Because it's it's something about the Titans being up there too is one thing. So the wild card teams right now for AFC is the Los Angeles Chargers at five, Jets at six, Colts at seven, and that's a you know pretty interesting thing there. You have any comments on that part? Uh, I think the Jets. I think that's the that's the uh, the one that uh, is worth keeping an eye on. Oh yeah, and four definitely and two. the. I did not see their record. They're four and two. Oh yeah, maybe. Oh yeah, maybe I got that wrong then. I thought they were three and three, and I had all their three of their wins. What came away, but they maybe are they four have. and two, yeah, yeah, that's four crazy. And, and then Bengals, yeah. So a couple of teams that like this whole the AFC picture is going to shake up a lot because you're looking at teams on the bubble. You got Bengals, Dolphins, Patriots. Like those are three teams that I think we thought would be in the playoff picture. Um, maybe they'll get there. You know, we'll we'll, we'll have to wait and see on that. Other side of the ball, you want to go through those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, sorry, well, in, the, in the NFC, you want to go through Yeah, those? for sure. So we got the Eagles at number one, uh, 6-0. They're only undefeated team in the league right now. Uh, next is the Vikings. Uh, the next one is Bucks, and then 49ers. So, and it's weird because the Bucks are 2-4, and four, um, while the rest are either 3-3 three and three or, or, excuse me, is that there? Yeah, the rest are 3-3 three and three or 6-0. and oh. But um, Bucks are 3-3. Three and three. Yeah, Bucks are three and three. Oh, Vikings are five and one. Let me not disrespect them. That is a nice record to have. It's weird too that they're five and one when you really look at that record there. But that's your teams that are like if the season were to end today, they would go to the playoffs. And your wild card teams would be the Giants at number five, Cowboys at number six, which I think we both said they're both going to be in at some point. Um, and the Rams at seven. They're I don't like, like the I don't like the Rams being in the playoff picture. They are playing way too bad to be in that playoff picture. I mean, though, on the bubble is your Packers, the Falcons, and the Seahawks. We're on the bubble at uh, in that respective order of 8, 9, and 10. 
Yeah, so, and we're all three of those teams are sitting at three and three. So any anyone, it's it's still early on. Anyone can make it out. Yeah, so pretty much um, it can shake up a lot. Um, NFC West is weird because it looks like there's a chance for it to do a huge shakeup. Uh, like maybe Seahawks can just maybe all of a sudden get something down and then boom, like we're doing right now. But Giants, five and one. Um, I think they only lost to the... Did the Eagles face the Giants yet? I, I don't no, know. No, Giants lost to somebody. I don't think it was the Eagles, but the Eagles just faced the Cowboys, but we got to see the Eagles and Giants because they got to play each other twice, right? Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens, but that's like your current, um, that is your current like outlook right now. I think it's definitely going to change on both sides, but by how much, we'll see. We'll probably pick this up like again, like around week 12. So another six weeks go by and we'll see where things are at then for sure. But right now, that's your order. And that's kind of all I had on my end. What about you, man? Well, I guess that kind of leads into my last thought, which was, dear God, the NSC is terrible. God, <laughs> it, it, this it, this has not been a good year for the NFL as a product in terms of like, um, you know, distributed mat, distributed powerhouse teams like, you know, between AFC and NFC. Right now, it's very AFC heavy, which historically or, you know, in recent history hasn't really been the case. Well, I, I should say recent history, like, you know, this century, I'll say. The NFC has always been one of the, the has been the powerhouse. Like a lot of there are a lot of very good teams in the NFC. That's a, that's how it's always been, at least mm-hmm. from my memory. Um, kind of bucked that trend this year very hard, um, especially because you got teams like Packers that are struggling to figure out what they want to do with their lives, and you know you have Rams who are also struggling. But then you also have teams like the Giants who are just outperforming expectations. And you funny, look at those. It's um, real quick. It's funny you say that, like the AFC is like a powerhouse. But when you look at the record side by side on like this, uh, we're looking at uh, on NFL's playoff picture right now. The NFC has a better record overall than the AFC at the moment, too. Yeah, which is it just doesn't feel right, right? It's just it's weird. Like the Vikings have are five and one. Chiefs are four and two. But I think the Chiefs quality and Bills, of that, we know they're going to be up there, though. Yeah, that's still like you didn't expect the Eagles to be six and zero oh right now. Yeah, and that's the thing. You know, there's still 11 more games to be played. And, you know, three the uh, Bucks and 49ers are in the playoff picture at three and three. You know, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that can you know shake up a lot. It's just a shame that only the like the the way that seeding is is that it's determined by division winners first. Because I mean, it's just been. I mean, it makes sense because that's why you see the Giants at five. They're like the first wild card up and up in center. I'm like you know up in center because like they're right behind the Eagles. So really the. The NFC um, East is going to be a really interesting one to watch between the Eagles, the Giants, and the Cowboys, and see who comes out on top for that one. Yeah, I, we'll, we'll we'll touch base on this again in a few weeks once we're kind of at that halfway point because we gotta we gotta assess how good we have been doing our playoff predictions. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, and I think with the playoff predictions, I it's still in line with what we're thinking. So, like, uh, real quick, we 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 both said the Bills are in AFC East and that's that's true the number one if you will we then say Brown or for AFC North I said Browns you said Ravens um that's not the case at the moment (laughs) uh we'll we'll see what happens we'll see what happens with that one Ravens are technically in the picture right now so technically you are uh you're correct on that if they were to end it today Jags and I said Jags would get it over the Titans and I think the Jags are they are trying to get in there, but it's Titans in there right now, right? So mm-hmm. right now I would be losing that battle. Um, I think we both said Chiefs, and then we both said Chargers. We basically said in the 
um, which AFC it is, but like for the Ravens, basically we said we both said like the Ravens, the Bengals uh, would be in the. I think I said Ravens and Browns. You said Bengals and Ravens would be in. Um, with your bang, the Bengals being the wild card, I have Ravens at wild card, and I also have, we both have Dolphins at wild card. So we'll see how that shakes up. But because Dolphins got injured, uh, NFC side, we both said Eagles. We definitely both said Packers, but that is not the case at the moment. Um, we'll that's see what the Vikings right do. The, yeah, that's we'll see how phrase. at the moment. At the moment, we'll see what the Vikings do if they can hold that lead for long. If they beat the Packers twice and they still have a really good record, that's going to be something. Uh, we both said the Bucks. Bucks are in there right now. I said the Rams for NFC West. You said 49ers. I feel like it's a toss up on who's going to take like the actual like division rather in than the like, Seahawks. In come the Seahawks <laughs> to mess it all up, right? Um, finally, we got uh, for wild card. I said 49ers, Vikings, and Giants on my end. And you said Rams, Viking, and Cards. So I feel like the teams we picked at least are being considered for playoff, maybe except for like a few. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see how that pans out. Yeah. And I mean, on, in terms of last thoughts, that's all I had. Um, with that being said, anything last from you? Um, I'm going to actually try to, you know, uh, outside of football, I'm going to try to go into, uh, there's a trail we have here up in, um, in uh, the Dallas area and there's a long trail that we want to go over and just walk. It's like a total of 17.2 miles, I think, or 17.4. We're not trying to do the whole thing, but one of the entrances to that path is close to us. I think if not uh, a little drive away, but regardless, we're going to try to get out there, get some sunshine, all that good stuff. So yeah, for me, I'm just hoping to get a little bit more golfing before the rain starts kicking in. But, um, We'll see how we'll see how Mother Nature lets that play out. And with that being said, all right, that's all from us here at Miss Rev's podcast. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to subscribe on whatever platform you're you're listening to us on. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at our handle at Miss Reps. And we hope to see you again next week. Peace.